This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Alright. Alright. Alright, alright. Alright. Welcome everybody, it is Wednesday, November 2nd, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, live on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming wherever you can stream radio shows, you know it better as the Big X, we're here from 3 to 6, and as always, we're coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, the world famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios, for more information on what UofL College of Business can do for you, visit business.louisville.edu, packed house, packed show today. We got intern Patrick back in the house. We got uh, Trevor Kelsey rocking his typical Wednesday Team Taz AEW t-shirt ready to go. But we've got, it's not going to be your standard Weird Wednesday today. We got big time-ish going on. We got stuff we got to get to today. We'll try to make some time for the Weird Wednesday stuff. And and as always, you can text us with your your weird topics, questions, comments, concerns at 502-414-1450. But we got stuff we got to talk about today. Well, I'm feeling kind of weird, coach. I woke up feeling weird, coach. After much speculation on the text line for what? Like six weeks now? People are like, happy IRP Eve. (laughs) Happy IRP day. It's going to happen. It is now, I don't want to say officially, but it appears to be IRP Eve. We have a report from Pat Forty. I a song to play or something. I can't think of one. I can't think of what. what I don't know. I want to say celebration, but I don't know if that's like appropriate for. This is IRP Eve. This is IRP. <laughs> yeah. there's, nothing really, there's nothing really. That actually kind of goes with it, though. A little bit. I don't think there's any audio, guys. It's a stretch. There's, uh, is it, or is the show not working? Yeah, we're not getting on here. We yeah, we've got dead air. We have dead air. This is just for the podcast listeners. Oh yeah, we're podcast connected. Streaming's not working. Yeah, we have it officially. Streaming not working. We've Let's got try to reconnect here. Right. We were connected though. I connected. Uh, take two. And you did connect correctly. But uh yes, this is not showing audio coming out, which the good thing about the show is always never a good thing on New Year's Eve or IIRPE. The good thing about the show screwing up is it doesn't always happen. When it does, it's always a show that people want to listen to, which is how you, you keep listeners around here. It's, it's how, <laughs> it's how, it's how the, we've been able to build an how, audience. So we get the podcast going. Let's see if we can get some audio here on them. I'm gonna try I'm gonna read to connect and disconnect one more time here. Let's see if that can help us with our situation. Take a knee. You two, you two both thinking you, you guys are Catholic schools. He's gonna listen to me. He's already disowned to me. Well, Patrick goes to Manual. It's not it doesn't count. He, he, he went to the Catholic school before Manual, right? K through five. I know, but he bounced. Yeah, K through five. Like that, I, I was public school K through five, so that was we're the opposite. Well, it's still more than me, dude. So, <laughs> Trust me. We put our heads together. We're like K-5. we're basically one Louisville Catholic at the end of the day. We're like we're the two of us together are one Louisville Catholic, but then you kind of take away, you subtract from that, and we get back to zero. We're net zero. But we do work at a religious affiliate here. Yeah, that should work for something, right? We got to have something going on there. I mean, they always treat every day like a Sunday, according to God. But other than that, <laughs> where'd you go? Since I'm only on the podcast, I think I could say that without getting in trouble today. <laughs> where'd you go, K through five? I went to Wilder Elementary, off Hair Lane there, and then uh, Holy Trinity, and then the Big THS. 
I tell you what, uh, how would you podcast listeners skip ahead? How would We're you get to the actual show in a second? Do you like to just talk for a minute while I uh, okay. while I, I try to figure out why uh, this is, or do you want to uh, just take a pause for a second? Let's just take a pause for because every like, all all my mentions, all the, the t- textures, people pissed off at the show's not. Well, you tell them they're not yeah. alone on this. So We're not, nobody's happy. We're gonna take a pause on the podcast, yeah, podcast uh, right now. We love you. Skip ahead. In five, four, three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce... Myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wastoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. I think it is Wednesday, November 2nd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Welcome to 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. Obviously, we dealt with some technical difficulties there at the beginning of the show. Not sure exactly what happened. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then you're hearing this entire intro for the second time today. Uh, But I believe we are on the air now. And it's intern Patrick's here. I believe it was Scoots' fault from what I'm gathering from Trevor. Okay, we'll get the story. Trevor had to drive to the OG Studios in Jeffersonville to fix whatever the problem was. Uh, so now we're blaming Scooter Dingus. We'll find out exactly when Trevor gets back here what the deal was. But yeah, we're sorry. I, I don't. I mean, this doesn't happen every day. I know it feels like it does, but it always happens when there's a show that people want to listen to, which is what today's show is. It's not going to be your standard Weird Wednesday because some new stuff has come to light that we have to discuss. We'll try to get some maybe some weird stuff in via the Thornton text line, although we've lost 40 minutes of the show already. Uh, but you can still text us at 502-414-1450 to do something other than express your, your your ire, your disdain for the fact that we are half an hour late getting on the air today. But the text line has been saying, making the joke for like six weeks now, it's IARP Eve, happy IARP day, and now for the first time we can actually say probably. In all seriousness, it is IARP Eve Day. We think we're going to find the ruling out tomorrow. If we don't find it out tomorrow, we're definitely going to find it out on Friday. Uh, And we found that out via our guy, Pat Forty, who broke the news earlier this afternoon. Uh, We'll get into exactly what that means, what we may think. Maybe we'll do some some reflecting on all that's transpired over the last five years. It's been almost 2,000 damn days since this story that rocked college basketball. Remember it was just the tip of the iceberg? I think the tip was the entire thing. Um... And now we're finally going to have some sort of conclusion. So we're obviously going to get into that. There's other stuff going on that we have to talk about as well. Kind of ironically, we also found out today that there is going to be some informal recognition, informal formal recognition of the 2013 national championship team 
during this 10th anniversary season this year. I don't know if that was you know just by design or if this just happened to be coincidental that it comes out the same day that we find out that we're going to have some IRP resolution. We've also got some wild bowl projections out there that we'll get to. We've got wild Elliot Cadeau news uh, as far as Syracuse, what they're willing to pay to get this young man on campus who is one of the top UofL recruits. And uh, I've also got a personal conundrum that we'll try to get uh, TK and Patrick's thoughts on. But obviously, there's only one place to start today, and it's the IRP stuff. Uh, again, like I said, almost 2,000 days have transpired since September 2017 when I wake up, phones buzzing, people going nuts, people sending me this this copy of this indictment that's been released by the FBI saying, is University 6 Louisville? It sure as hell seems like it. And you start reading and you realize pretty quickly, yeah, it's us. And then you read more and you realize, oh, we're kind of screwed here. This is going to be a bad, bad thing. We're not going to survive this intact the way that we've survived some of the other stuff that's happened over the last 10 years uh, with Rick Pitino at the helm. And it was a very sad day. At the very least, though, you thought at that time, we're probably going to have to get rid of Patino. It's going to tank this season. The season could still be successful, but it's not going to be what it was supposed to be, which was a top 15, top 10-ish deal. But we can move on pretty quickly. We'll find something out this year. We'll see exactly how hard we get hit. Maybe it's another postseason ban. Maybe we have to self-impose. I don't know. But at some point, we'll have to usher in this new era of Cardinal basketball, and we'll get back into the flow in maybe two or three years. I don't think anybody thought that we would be sitting here talking about this on November 2nd, 2022, and still be totally unsure of what exactly is going to transpire here. And that's where we are. It's I have liked seeing all the different people weigh in with, the life changes that they've experienced since the start of the story. I enjoyed the the tweet. I'll give uh, Daniel Bird credit for this. He said, UofL voted unanimously to fire Rick Pitino in September of 2017. I was 19 years old at that time. Since then, I've lived in five different houses. I've obtained two degrees. I've worked two different full-time jobs, each over a year. And now I turn 25 in three months. I'm glad the NCAA took swift action here. I mean, Patrick, you were, what, 14? I had just started seventh grade. You had just started seventh grade. You're about to graduate high school and go out into the world and enjoy the college life. I I mean, my daughter, who is now three, was negative two at this time. Mm -hmm. Like, not even a a twinkle in our eye. You know, we didn't have a kid, let alone two kids. Um, I mean, I, I hadn't even started working. This is how long it's been. I had not even done my first day. On the second iteration of the Ramsey and Rutherford show on 790, we hadn't start. We didn't start till October 1st, 2017. So I, I've worked two different radio jobs. I, I feel like a million different freelance jobs. The college basketball gig was still going at that time. We were three years away from any sort of pandemic. Nobody knew what the coronavirus was. It's amazing all that's transpired between now and then. And now we're finally, finally going to have some sort of resolution. It, it, it appears tomorrow. And I said that I, I said late last week when people were talking about this seems like the timeline, if it was going to fit in line with what the NCA's timeline was for the NC State and Memphis cases, talking terms of, in terms of days between the hearing and when we actually got their ruling, we were saying it, we should have found out something between last Tuesday and this past Sunday. And as the week went on, I said, you know, I feel like if I, if there was something coming, if something was imminent, the rumblings usually get out. The, the phone usually starts getting a couple of, hey, you hearing this? Like text. And, and more times than not, when that happens, it's always you know, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. Didn't happen last week. I was hoping to be pleasantly surprised on Thursday or Friday. Was not. Last night, the phone starts doing the thing. I got, I texted three different people with diff- three different people. Two reached out to me. I reached out to one. 
the first person who reached out said, hearing IRP is coming soon, hearing it's going to be very bad. Second person said, hearing IRP is coming soon, hearing it's not going to be that bad. So I texted somebody at UofL and said, hey, are you hearing anything? And they said, just the rumors. We have no knowledge of anything coming soon. We expect it to be sometime very soon, but we've got no, like, no contact with the NCA or anybody with the IRP. And to be quite frank, we have zero idea of what this is going to say. And I trust this person. I assume and this was last night. So maybe something has changed between now and then. But as of last night, I assume that the people with UofL had no idea whether or not this was going to be a positive thing, a negative thing, a you know, what happens with Rick Pitino. I, I don't think they had any sort of, they caught any sort of wind of when this was going to happen. But we've got Pat Forty. Pat Forty is not going to put this out there without knowing. And he says, his tweet straightforwardly says, Louisville's infractions ruling from the IRP will be announced tomorrow. Penalties or lack thereof are not known at this time. The ruling could affect former coach Rick Pitino at Iona as well. And so this... Him saying, or lack thereof, makes you feel a little bit good. I think he... I, I don't think it's Pat with insight. I think it's him kind of piggybacking off of what we saw with the NC State and Memphis stuff, which was them not getting nearly as much as what people thought they were going to get. No postseason. I mean, Memphis got nothing, essentially. That $5,000 is not going to set that program back. They're doing well. And I think that there's a sense now, because the IRP has remained consistent in its its message, which has been, we're not looking to punish kids that are playing right now that had nothing to do with this. I think there's a sense, at least nationally, not with me, that you should expect another slap on the wrist, relatively speaking, because I think Louisville's dealing with a, a unique situation compared to what we thought Louisville was going to get five years ago. I mean, Fortin's the guy who came out there and wrote the thing saying, if anybody deserves the death penalty, it's Louisville. You're a repeat offender. They haven't learned their lesson. Terrible transgressions each time. And now he's coming out and saying, yeah, you know, it, it may not be the worst thing in the world. It may, not, may, it may be a lack of penalty. So now this leads to every, the, the big question, which is, and I've gotten it 17 times today, what do you think is going to happen? I've got no insight in this process. I'm still choosing to believe that Louisville's going to get a postseason ban. And maybe it's just to protect my own mental health. I just think that the, one, it's an easy win for the IRP. If Louisville doesn't get anything, I think it's safe to assume that Kansas, Arizona, and LSU, even though they're facing more level one violations and more significant level one violations than the single level one violation that Louisville's facing, I think it's safe to assume people still expect Louisville, if anybody's going to get hammered by this, to be the one. Because, one, they're a repeat offender. Two, it's an easy win for the NCAA slash IRP. Nobody's going to cry for Louisville. We've already been stigmatized. We're seen as the, you know, the, the renegade program, strippers, sex, money, all that stuff. That's, that's the, the view of Louisville. And two, I think the IRP has to acknowledge and, and be aware of the fact that like, Louisville's not about to have a great season, according to most of the preseason speculation. It, it's an easy win for them if they want to do it. I know that's not the way it's supposed to work. I think a lot of this stuff, you know, how this is not supposed to work. The NCAA is not supposed to create bylaws that don't actually exist to punish teams, which is what they did the last time because they're so morally infuriated with what took place. So I'm choosing to believe that we're still going to get a one-year postseason ban. And as long as it's for this season, I think that that would be – it's not ideal. It would, I'm not, okay is the wrong word, but it's still better than them saying – hey, we're going to hit you with the postseason ban for 2024, where you've got two years waiting around to get back to quote-unquote normal. I, I think it's safe to assume, even if we don't get a postseason ban, there will be financial penalties. There will certainly be recruiting restrictions. There's probably going to be at least one scholarship reduction. And then after that, 
I mean, probation will happen as well. After that, I, th- I think that there's, you know, there's only so much you can do if you're the IRP. We haven't seen them do any sort of significant additions in, in their other two rulings. So I don't think that there's going to be something out of left field in this case either. The other question that doesn't directly affect us, but that I'm still intrigued by, I don't know if anybody else is, is what happens with Rick Pitino. Because the IRP has said definitively, we don't want to pun- we want to punish the people that were involved in this. We don't want to punish anybody that's playing right now, the players that had you know, would be unfairly affected by something that took place when they were like you like you, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. We're already on our second head coach since then. I mean third. I mean hell yeah. fourth if you want to count. We've had Paget Pegues and, and Mac if you want to count all those. Yeah. Uh it's it's been a, a wild thing. We've had two different full time athletic directors, yeah. I think three different presidents. Um we're about to have a fourth. What it's, grade were the kids in that are on the team now what like freshmen in high school i mean a lot of them were probably early high school or late junior high i mean lamar jackson was still enrolled at the university of louisville when this was going on lamar jackson was a freshman at the university of louisville when this was when this happened this was september of 2015 or no i take it back this was september of 2017 so lamar jackson was getting ready to play his junior season he yeah he was still our, our quarterback he was he was had just started remember patino wore the lamar jersey on game day the, like the week before this all dropped and he got fired it was it is remarkable that it's been a lifetime ago a, it, three lifetimes ago in the college sports world i think that if you're the irp do you take into account that fact the 5 years being some sort of punishment of, alone you probably should i don't think they will but you have to look at the fact that louisville louisville could have absorbed the first blow like they i mean they already had to be quite frank like the katina powell stuff in 2015 they had to sit out the 2016 postseason which sucked i thought it was crap a crappy thing to do then i still think it's a crappy thing to do now i hate that we took away a postseason from damian lee and that entire team which was set to be probably three four five seed going into that tournament and to rip it away from them in february when they were coming off their biggest win of the season I thought was especially harsh, but we did that. And it had the intended purpose, which was to get us through this as quickly as possible. Because the next year, guess what? We were pretty damn good. We were a two seed. We were operating normally. We got the punishment from the NCAA. They didn't give us an additional postseason ban. They accepted our self-imposed deal and said, let's move on. Now they did the banner came down, but I'm talking about as far as like the program being able to move forward, they were. And we were set to be very good in 2017-18 as well. Had this this FBI thing not happen, I think Louisville basketball keeps trotting along pretty gracefully. It didn't, obviously. And now you've had five years where you had a new head coach in Chris Mack. You had stymied expectations. I mean, we made the, the term as a seven seed in 2019, and we're celebrating that. That's not what Louisville basketball is typically about. You had him getting fired after an up-and-down tenure that probably would not have had the things that took transpired or would not have been reacted to the way that they were had the stuff with the FBI not taken place. And now you find the program in, in sort of a rebuilding phase again. And it feels like, I mean, we've had seven years now where we've won one NCAA tournament game. We've been to two NCAA tournaments, period. We've missed the tournament more in the last seven years than we had in the prior 20. It, it's been a rough go of it. And I, I don't know if the IRP considers anything like that. If they look at the other schools involved in this and say, look, Kansas just won a freaking national championship. Arizona was fine. They, they self-imposed one season, and they were right back to being a one seed last year. LSU, probably going to be okay long term. They, they hired Matt McMahon. They've still, they're still getting talent. They're going to be just okay. Like Memphis has, 
had no ill effects from playing. If if anything, bringing James Wiseman to campus and having him only play two games was still a net win for them. They still have the benefit of being the program that got James Wiseman. They had there was no downside to it outside of it being a little bit of a distraction. NC State's NC State. Like they 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 cheated. They got a guy. They still sucked with him. That's, so they they're fine. They, they've they've been not after besides vacating two terrible seasons. They've had no punishment whatsoever. We're the only ones that have really, I think, been negatively affected by all of this in the intermediate time between when it happened and when we're going to find out what our actual punishment is. And I don't know if that comes into play at all. I think it should. But there are a lot of things that I think should have come into play over the last several times. We've been running in with the NCAA that have not. So we'll find out tomorrow, probably. We'll obviously have a reaction on the show when we come on the air at, 3, at 2, 3.45, whenever we get on, on the actual air. But it's, it's been a long time coming. I, I think that, and I'm assuming this is where you are as well, Patrick, whether it's good, bad, somewhere in the middle— we all just want to know yeah. at this point and move forward because the, the not knowing has been the worst part for the last five years. I'd also definitely say the best move at this point is to mentally prepare yourself for the worst. You should. Now, and we had this discussion after the Memphis ruling came out, if you want to look at this from a more, I don't know, intellectual perspective, if you want to look at this and say, which, I mean, God, good luck. I, I did that the entire time the first uh happening with the NCAA was going down the Katina Powell stuff, looking at prior cases, looking at past precedent, looking at what our argument was, looking at the monetary value of, of the money that transpired and, and compared it to other cases that were uh, similar dollar values. And none of that wound up mattering. The NCAA was just like, this is gross. Boom. Banner's done. You guys are done. This go around, if you want to look at the trend, you look at the fact that the IRP and the NCAA, like Mark Emmert has piggybacked off of their messaging, which has been direct quote here, we don't want to hurt or punish the student-athletes who are currently competing. That's what they've said. And they've held true to that standard. They gave NC State basically nothing. They gave Memphis less than nothing. And now we're up. And the NCAA quietly, while the IRP has been doing their thing, has also become far more lenient in their punishments the last few years. The, 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 the few institutions that chose to keep their cases with the NCAA have all gotten off more or less scot-free in the last year. So if this is the new frame of mind for the NCAA to be in, you would say, okay, we've got one level one violation. Memphis had what, eight. Kansas has six. Arizona's got more than we do. We, if anybody, should be skating on this. Like What we did before should not come into play. The problem with that is what happened here, allegedly, with the, especially the, the Kenny Johnson exchanging of money with Brian Bowen Sr., which, again, everybody besides Brian Bowen Sr. seems to dispute, that took place while we were already on probation from the 2015 stuff. And if Louisville is going to be made an example of, that's the one, that's the loophole that the NCAA has. That's their escape route. They can say, well, nobody else was on probation when they did this. If you don't punish a repeat offender more significantly than people that are breaking the rules for the first time, what are you doing? And it's not the same. They can look at this case because every Louisville fan is going to look at it and say, well, Kansas skated, Arizona skated, LSU skated, Memphis skated, NC State skated. Why are we the only ones dealing with a postseason ban? And the NCAA's response would be, if this had been your first go-in, you would have skated too. Because look at what happened in 2015. We accepted your your one-year self-imposed ban. You weren't going to get anything more. And then you chose to break the rules again. And so now this is where you get dropped. If we don't hammer you, then what's to keep anybody from just doing this over and over and over again? I think our response to that would be that the five-year waiting period in purgatory has been punishment enough. I don't know how this is all going to play out. Would it shock me? 
if the NCAA came out tomorrow and said, because this has become the, the national sense of this has been Louisville's probably going to get another slap on the wrist. They're probably going to have a scholarship production. They're probably going to have recruiting ramifications. They're certainly going to get a financial punishment. But the big one, the postseason ban, that's off the table. And the multi-year postseason ban, which honestly seemed more likely than not when this whole thing got started, I thought we would get two years. You get Condoleezza Rice coming out and saying we need to punish repeat offenders with five years to like lifetime bans from the NCAA tournament and the college football postseason. That seems far more far-fetched than anything. Like I would be... I, I'm saying I'm not going to be shocked if we get a postseason ban. I would be shocked if we got a multi-year postseason ban based on what the way that the NCAA and the IRP has been operating for the last year. But would it really would anything really stun you at this point? And if you say yes, what have you been watching? Like, I'm preparing myself still for the worst. So if it winds up being something less than that, I'm pleasantly surprised. And if we do get a postseason ban, I'm not going to be shocked. I'm not going to be surprised. Nothing would shock me. I definitely think that's the best mindset to have going into all this. It should be. I mean, like I said, I, if you expect the worst, then you might not be disappointed. But you probably will. Uh, Thornton sex line, by the way, is 502-414-1450. We, yeah, I, I can read. I mean, I'm going to have to shift through all the people that are, are pissed off about the show not starting on time. Which, look, I, trust me, as mad as you were, more mad. More mad over here. You can take my word for it. Everybody set your alarm, 7 a.m. tomorrow. Text into roll call. Text into roll call. They'll have this thing, uh, 7 to 9. Uh, Texter says, <laughs> we've been waiting to hear from the RP for five years. You think we're going to crush you guys for being 30 minutes late to, to air? That's a good Thank text. You. I appreciate that. Thank Th- you. Thank you so much for that. Um, <laughs> we, can, uh, we can talk more about this. Um, I, I do want to hear your thoughts on the IRP coming in. Um, we'll, we'll take your text at 502-414-1450 after the break. I, I've got a, some additional stuff. I think that there's a quote out there lingering that maybe could give some insight into what people are expecting. Also, Tim Sullivan's on the job. He's reaching out to people at UofL who are all like, if, if something's coming, it's news to us. We'll hear from Tim Sullivan, uh, his reporting on, the, on Twitter, which is happening right now. And again, we'll take your text after the break. We also have other things to get to. We'll talk about this Elliot Cadeau situation. We'll talk about the, the 2013 team going to be honored again informally, but also formally at some point this season. We'll get into all that in hour number two. Thanks for hanging in there with us on a technical difficulty Wednesday. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy IRP Eve to you right here on 1450 The Big X. Calling, but I can't come home right now. Me and the boys are playing, and we just can't find the sound. Just a few more hours, and I'll be right home to you. I think I All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. Mike, what can I do? Off without a hitch here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big Mike, X. What can I do? Trevor Kelsey's back here. Are these all going to be songs with uh, female names in the title? It was. There you go. Um, the only Kiss song I actually like. Is that, is that weird of me? I'm not a big Kiss fan either. I'm not either. And this is like the only one I like. All right. We've got uh, Trevor Kelsey back from Jeffersonville. He, oh, yeah. Who? You're welcome. No, no I mean, not Two yet, questions. But. Who do we? Who can we blame for what happened? And two, how can we keep this from stopping 
Well, um, to happen, I can confirm Scoot snows me eight dollars okay. on top of the money he's going to owe me when Louisville wins more games at EMU. So five hundred eight, five hundred eight, because uh, I just took a pointless trip over across the bridge again, which I'm going to be started on toll bridges to begin with, but uh, because uh, someone I'm not going to say who, but with a southern accent and can't ride most roller coasters, <laughs> is uh, left the, uh, the 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 pull back the curtain, the pod that, that connects us to that studio and puts us on the air, he turned it down and muted it. Okay. And therefore, I had so I drove up there and had to turn, turn it, it back off, on and turn and it And then come back yeah. in. Okay. And we were ready to go. That's all it was. Easy peasy. It kind of feels like sabotage, to be quite frank. I think there's this a... the war. I'm wondering if there's some kind of connection there. They knew that we were going to have the IRP news. They knew it was going to be a big show for they us. They did. And... They turned us down on purpose. Now, could this be something to do with Scoots or something to do with with them or with Scoots and IU? Because we know Indiana was all behind the Katina Powell stuff to begin with. They did have some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scoots is an IU guy. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I mean, listen, I'm just throwing it out there. So it is IRP Eve. Uh, I love the text at the beginning of the show said, updated holiday rankings. One Thanksgiving, two Christmas, three IRP Eve. <laughs> Happy of holidays. Happiest of holidays what, to Mike and TK. What would be the pie for IRP Day? <laughs> I mean, you know, the pie from the help. Meat pie from Todd Sweeney. Pie with poop. Straight, straight poop pie. From the help. That's a good call, yeah. Straight poop pie. You'd eat, we'd eat it. We'd all eat it. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Uh, you you had it right. As I was listening, driving... Uh, at a bob and weave pace, thankful, thankfully for no uh, undercover officers on the 65 and 71 on, in this this little span, that uh, I was with you. I, I went into this many years ago. I was I was less mature when this started, technically. Because you, you, yes. you were younger when this dropped than I am now. So you would have <laughs> been insane. you would have been thirty what thirty seven? Uh, how long has it been now? We're, five years. We're over, five over five years. I've been thirty. Yeah, thirty seven. Yeah, so I'm I'm thirty eight now. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. And at the time, I was oh, we can't get a band. They can't. I'm whether it's been the year or so with you or just time in general. I'm becoming more mature. I'm now where you were as I was driving and listening to you in this first segment, which would have been technically the second segment that. I'm just preparing. Now, I don't know if I'm at my level of worst preparing for, because to me, the worst is just getting the one-year ban. And I don't know, should I be setting myself up for still anger with that being the ceiling of worst for me? And when, and, and the all the other stuff, the po- the, uh, the the side dishes that come along with it. Nobody you know, cares. Yeah, not, exactly. It's now, all about the ban. Does that hurt us in the long? A little bit, maybe. But I don't care about it. It's all, it is what it is. It's side dishes. I'm worried about the steak, not the baked potato. Let me ask you this. After seeing this team play in its exhibition game on Sunday, and they're going to have another one tomorrow night, whether we get good news or bad news. We're going to have uh, Louisville Chaminade tomorrow night. Would a postseason ban hurt less after seeing the way that we played on Sunday (laughs) than it would have if we had come out and won that game by 25? I mean... The nice thing about it is it could give me... It could give Louisville... could turn this into a good thing for Louisville fans in terms of smack talk to where if this team does become improved during the year and we get down to like selection Sunday area and we're all like on that fence, maybe near that fence, close to that fence where we can maybe see the fence and we do have that ban, then we can be like, oh, we would have made it, but we're banned. Yeah. I mean, because that's that's still the, the, the ceiling for me with pain, regardless whether there's a ban or not, is I want to go into selection Sunday, whether I'm allowed to hear my name or not called, 
expecting that I could hear my name called if I was allowed to hear my name called. You want to have hope. I want to have hope. I mean, that's. I mean, it worked for Andy. Why can't it work for me? Terry says, did the IRP uh, try to ban the Mike Rutherford show? Yeah. We wouldn't <laughs> let them. We wouldn't let them. They, they did all they could. They put roadblocks up on the expressway. There's construction going on. They tried. They put me behind a behind a slow guy with a, with a trailer. Had to get behind, get around them. They, they 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 threw all their little little bobs and weaves at me. I like the text. Texture says, "I feel like the ratio of advertisements to content is unsustainable, but it's a bold strategy. Got to respect it." <laughs> Three twenty five when we played, I guess just nothing but commercials. That's what you get when you when you come into the Mike Rutherford show. You get you get your time paid for and then some. Texas says, Trevor always talks about Brian Brown not being fit for the job. Trevor isn't fit for the job, and I'm now beginning to think that Mike isn't either for keeping him around. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? Figure it out. Hey, now, no. He was I'm, begging for his job back. No, I... We were going to fire... I'm going down with Trevor. That's how it works. This one wasn't me. Scoots is Brian Brown in this scenario. Same guy says, it's without exaggeration when I say that you two might be the two biggest idiots in the city. You have one job. Get the show on the air. Wow. Let me say for the record, I've got no ability to get the show on the air, whether it's off or not. I can't. So Trevor's going to have to fix He's the only one that can fix it. I've got no idea how to do any of this stuff. So I, it's not Scary my job. Thought, huh? Not my job. Not in charge of it. When something goes wrong, I can't fix it. Our fate is in the hands of the NCAA. You the only person that can fix it is Trevor. You can't blame me for not being on the air. You can't give me credit for getting us back on the air. I got, I, I've got no idea what to do. It brings us some more If chill. I wasn't here, we wouldn't have gotten on until 4. So. Well, if you weren't here, Mike would have had to maybe drive up Southern Dana with me to get us on quicker. Yeah, and I don't—I know Mike doesn't want unless he's unless he's craving some torchies. I don't think that's what he wants to do. I'm not. I got here early today. I got to get. I'm going to the Fraser uh, Muse- History Museum. They haven't. I invited to an opening exhibit for this rivalries thing that they're doing. I'm pretty excited. Are you going to cut, cut a ribbon? No, I'm not going to cut a ribbon. Oh. I do have. Do you want me my plus one? Because Mary can't come now, so you can be my plus one if you want to. Can, just like this? Well, no, but. I'll, can I go dress like this? You can. I'm what, going what, dress like this. What is this opening for again? This new exhibit that they have, like about all the big rivalries and stuff. There's gonna be a mail manual thing. Uh, okay. It's gonna, be, yeah, it's gonna be cool. Where's yeah. it at? Uh, Fraser History Museum. I don't think Trevor wants to go. Uh, not really, but I'm just yeah. still. Trying, I'd like to know about it. Well, I'll, I'll send you some pictures. Okay. Why can't Mary go? Uh, she's got a hair appointment. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> she's washing her hair. <laughs> Texas, how much do you love telling people telling you that you're already off air on Twitter when you already clearly know? I don't blame them. I mean, I appreciate everybody letting me know, but it was like 75 different people today being like, just so you know, it's dead air. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> We're working on it. I hear, But I mean, I don't blame them because I, if I, my, the show that I was waiting to listen to, that I was excited to listen to, to hear their thoughts about a big time news story on L wasn't on. It'd be like 15 minutes. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to tweet them too. I'd it doesn't do bug me because it just tells me that that many people are just eager to hear us. Yeah. It makes actually, it, won't make, it both makes me feel happy and angry that it's not working. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I'm, a, I'm a very complex person. It's like dealing with the uh, crossing guard at Westport again, all over again. Man, I mean, the show, <laughs> it's always, the podcast only screws up or the show doesn't actually work when we have big things to talk about. And it never fails. I'm fully expecting there to be something wrong tomorrow. I, I can I will double check I, I will Thank I will, you. I will check with Scoot. We made you in here at like two fifty seven. You know what makes me mad is like <laughs> at like ten o'clock this morning he sent me a picture of the, him just destroying the top score in Pac Man up there, and I'm like I guess, I guess that's what made you mad. I, I, well, because I guess the adrenaline well that that too, but I, I'm assuming that just distracted him and that's why he realized he didn't he he put down the pod when he wasn't supposed to because he knows better than that. Now I just got a text from somebody at, at U of L person I texted last night and this is. 
this is my understanding of what's going to happen. My understanding of what's going to happen tomorrow is the same thing that happened, was it been now a month since the Memphis ruling? UofL is expected, they're going to get the IRP's ruling at 9 a.m. If Do you think they may have gotten it already? No. Okay. This person is works at UofL. Okay. He's saying they expect to get the ruling at 9 a.m. They expect it to be released to the public at 10 a.m. So okay. my guess is that at some point between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m., you're going to see something start to leak out. You're going to see somebody being like, hearing it's bad, or somebody saying like, hearing no postseason ban, or hearing 15 postseason bans, whatever. I think you're going to probably have the tea leaves will be dropped between 9 and 10, and then at 10 we'll get the chance to read the full thing, and we'll hear exactly what's going to to transpire. Well, I better get up a little earlier tomorrow then. In, well, you're not going to get up. Come on. Well, not 9 to 10, but I, like, <laughs> I can wake up at like noon and still have time to read it. You're not going to read it. Skim it. Yeah, you're going to read somebody's else's summary of it. Well, duh. <laughs> I mean, you, you didn't cliff note it through college? <laughs> so, no. Cliff notes. <laughs> I learned to play chess by buying the Idiot's Guide to Chess. I don't believe you can play chess. Oh, I can't do it anymore. I learned how to. I learned how to play just because of a girl I was dating, and I, ever since we broke up, I haven't played it since. I can play. I'm not good. So I, I couldn't. And that was good lord. That was almost 20 years ago. So I, yeah, I couldn't tell you a thing about it anymore. Texas Pat Forty saying or lack thereof is just him already being disappointed in no death penalty or not a double death penalty. <laughs> yeah, I like Pat, but the, the whole death penalty thing was so over the top. Like you knew that wasn't going to happen. I mean, by the I mean, by the rules. Well, it was a. It would be. We would be eligible for it. The good thing is, is that we've learned many a time since somebody doesn't follow their own rules. And they're also not going to do it in a gay again to anybody. They, they saw what how it decimated SMU. They saw how it affected other programs. And SMU, they're never going to do it again. And for, I'd forgotten about this until I rewatched that their their thirty for thirty. I don't know why I always forget this, but SMU was only really given one year ban. Right. They took the second year on their own. Forty. I mean. I know this this phrase gets tossed out there a lot, and it's almost always used improperly now. But clickbait, you know, people will say, oh, that's a, that's a clickbait tweet. I'm like, there's no link. You literally can't click on anything. <laughs> it's not a clickbait thing. Do you, do you get points for, like, if someone, like, clicks on your tweet, your, your the tweet itself no. to make it larger? Okay. I, I don't think anybody, I, mean, I guess some people make money off Twitter. I sure as hell don't. And, yeah. But 40, the, the way that he phrased that, the way he phrased the story was essentially he wasn't predicting that Louisville was going to get the death penalty. His whole basis of, of the, the piece was if anybody deserves to get the death penalty, it would be Louisville because they're a repeat offender. You know, they got destroyed, they lost their banner, and they still did some shady stuff while they were already on probation. And that was, it made it seem like it was, he was predicting that Louisville was going to get the death penalty or he was encouraging the NCAA to, do the, to get the death penalty when in reality it was a lot less pointed than that. And it was a, it was, I'll say it, it was kind of clickbait. It was kind of, <laughs> you know, you get, you get a lot of attention when you write stuff like that, especially when you're a guy that has ties here locally that everybody knows. Um, and, Job well done. I mean, that's that's name of the game for some people. Not to sound egotistical, but we're also not SMU. We're Louisville in basketball. I mean, SMU was, despite their success in the early 80s because of what they did, was not an impactful program in terms of the grand scheme no, of college. No, no, Like, if that had been – I mean, uh, the, the steal the you know, the Jerry Tartanian, you know, if Kentucky gets caught, Cleveland State goes on probation. You ever heard that phrase? I mean, <laughs> you don't remember? You never heard that? Uh. Texas says, God, I hope they ban this year's team. <laughs> Texas says, will ever stop being surprised at technical difficulties. Once again, uh, approach this show the same way that we're approaching NCAA rulings. Just expect the worst. Expect that we're not going to be on the air at 304 every day. <laughs> and then you won't be disappointed when we come on at 335. 
Actually, don't do that, please. For the podcast, as soon as we do have like an, a, an extra bonus recording. I was so much more lively in the initial opening. I was, I was excited to talk the show. You can tell it. Different. And then I got kind of pissed. And so I had lost a little bit of pep, pep, pep in my step when we finally got on the air. Texas morally repugnant, I believe, is the term that the dumbasses use to describe us. The NCAA just needs to dissolve. They serve no purpose any longer. All they're here for is essentially a paywall of formalities of amateurism in the U.S. Our amateur is outdated, and so is the NCAA. NCAA, please die a quick death. Yeah, I mean, certainly their role has been greatly diminished in recent years and will probably only increase to do so. The NCAA serves, and this is the millionth time I've said this, the NCAA essentially serves two big purposes. One, they put on men's and women's basketball tournaments, the the former of which makes a billion dollars. They put on the men's basketball tournament. That's the cash cow. That's what makes up 81% of their revenue. Two, they serve as a wall between universities, conferences, and lawsuits. If somebody sues over something that happens that's terrible in college athletics, they don't sue the program by and large. They don't sue the conferences. They sue the NCAA. And if the NCAA goes away and universities and conferences are running the show, which, again, the NCAA is made up of universities and conferences, so theoretically they already are. But if you don't have that that all-encompassing body, then the conferences are going to bear more responsibility. These lawsuits are going to have to divvy up more attorneys' uh, fees. They're going to have to potentially face the ramifications of losing some of these lawsuits that the NCAA has been losing by like, like consistently for the last five years now. So that's why, if you wonder why like conference administrators and university presidents and conference commissioners haven't fought tooth and nail like the fans want them to to break away from the NCAA or for overhauling change. That's why. They like having the NCAA there. They're a great scapegoat to have. And now the NCAA is kind of falling apart, and I don't think anybody knows what the, the next plan is. It's sort of like the NCAA's deal with NIL. where are like, hey, we'll, we'll get there. We're working on something. It's going to be great when we get there. And then all these laws keep getting passed by different states across the country, and you realize there is no plan. Nobody's working on anything. If the NCAA falls apart, there's no plan for an infrastructure after that. And that's why commissioners aren't going to fight too hard until that they have some plan in place, which is probably going to be something simple, like the five power conferences breaking away from everybody and just doing whatever the hell they want to, which seems simple on the surface, but is not going to be that simple when it winds up happening, which I do think it will happen. But then you can sue the, that, the, the conference and not the NCAA. You can, and that's what they don't want. Look at that. That one-year law school, you're just really kicking in right now. Nah, not really. <laughs> Texas, hey, Mike, I took the picture of the guy wearing the Tim Duncan jersey at the game on Saturday. Just wanted to provide an update that by the fourth quarter, he was waving the I heart UofL sign that fans were given. That's <laughs> awesome. That guy needed to know. Walked and vowed out. Screwed us in 96. Saved Kentucky. He says, also, my tinfoil hat is on, and I think the current team knows that there's a postseason man coming, and that's why they didn't give a bleep on Sunday. I like that big brain thought. Blame it on the NCAA. They played so poorly because they knew a band was coming. They didn't want to beat Lenore Ryan. (laughs) Who cares about Lenore Ryan when you're not going to play in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I guess you got a point. I did enjoy somebody today was like, you know, because I I wrote the the quick story of, you know, reports out there that the RP ruling is coming out tomorrow. And there were a couple of people that were like, I don't care what they have to say. I'm like, well, (laughs) you know, that's one way to approach it. Doesn't matter if you don't care. Like, we. Whatever they say goes. Like we're going to, if they say no tournament for you guys, we can't just play there anyway. <laughs> so, Damn them. We're just going to show up. We should probably care a little bit. <laughs> Texas, who makes the up the IRP? It's a a lot. Well, I mean, we don't know. It, it's <laughs> we don't know. We don't know if they really exist. What does it stand for again? Uh, the ind- independent. Um, I, oh 
God. Independent Do we even know that? <laughs> accountability resolution committee. No, p- process. Independent process. accountability resolution process. That's the IRP. They are like the group is, and, and again, it's not the same group of eight people that handle every case. The way it was laid out, and we haven't had an update on what the IRP is doing or, or how they exist since the, the very first like time that we heard about their this thing coming to, to be. But originally, it was going to be like twenty groups of mostly retired lawyers and judges, and some people who had experience working with the NCAA, some people who had experience in college athletics, and like a different group of them was going to be assigned to every case. So they could work in the, on these things expediently. We, we could have a expedited process. It was Quickness was the key here, which is hilarious in hindsight. I don't know who's been working on Louisville's case. I, I we don't, are doing it by comparison to the Instant Quickness, though. I so. guess. I mean, still. It's, I mean, they're not five exactly. Five years. You know, the, the Two tortoise, years since where they are. It's like the tortoise versus the tortoise. Yeah. <laughs> There's no hair. It there's nothing fast about this at all. Like it, it should have been done in under two years, whether it stayed in the NCA or whether it went to the IRP. None of that ended up happening. So those are the people that that were originally created or, or assigned to this. I don't know if there's still like if the original people are are there or because because <laughs> nobody's updated us on anything about this since like 2018 when this when this first came to be. Um, there were supposed to be 15 members originally. And like eight of them were going to be assigned per case. And it's the question straightforward. I don't know who's on our case. I don't know if there's, if it's still eight people. I don't know if it's like three people. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know if this thing even really exists. We'll find out tomorrow. Therefore, since it's random people that may or may not have worked on other cases, it's almost impossible to compare yeah. what we could get to another case. Yeah. I mean, because I, we could get five new or six new people that maybe are. Just have different opinions in the six that did the NC State case for or sure. whatever case. The only encouraging thing is that there have been multiple people from the IRP and now the NCA too quoted saying the same things, saying the, giving the same messaging about we don't want to affect current players. And that makes you feel better because it, if it was just one person who was in charge of the NC State case or who was the spokesperson for the NC State case or the Memphis case coming out and saying this, who's to say that we wouldn't get somebody totally different for our case? But because it's been... I think four or five different people, and because Emmer has echoed those sentiments in his public statements recently, I think that should, again, nothing should put your mind at ease, but that should make you feel a little bit better. I mean, you can't avoid not uh, punishing current players by giving any postseason ban. Exactly. I mean, that's, it's, it's impossible to avoid doing. If that's your stated purpose, then Louisville should not get a postseason ban. Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, that, that's what they've said. After- they're like, they got all underclassmen. They'll all come back or yeah, something. I, I mean, I don't know. It's. <laughs> they gave that reasoning after both of the NC State and Memphis rulings. They said it. They said it publicly, and now it becomes a question of if that courtesy extends to Louisville, or if they say because the only way that you can't you, you can go back on that is to say Louisville's case is so different than all the other ones because they were on probation yeah. that we just can't let that slide. Like our intended goal of not punishing current players is outweighed by our duty. To give a more significant punishment to somebody that is so unjustifiably outside of the the bylaws of, of what we're supposed to be as a organization, and, and I think that would be ridiculous. But do I put it past them? Absolutely. Not. And it's kind of hard not to argue that we probably don't deserve at least home postseason ban. The only I mean, if it was if, if this was any other school from us from the outside with the scenario, we would probably be saying they probably should get one year ban. Well, I think the the explanation is the the lack of expediency here, the, the fact that it's taken five years, the no, fact that we've true. been punished by the, the waiting period, and 
if you're going to give us a, a postseason ban, that was the Miami excuse, right? Well, they just, the waiting was they our screwed the process part. up. They, yeah, but they screwed it up in the they screwed up the end game. But during the process, it was like that's going to be our punishment. Yeah, and it was yeah. like a year and a half. Was how they they were long, they were so upset that it took like a year. Yeah, and a half. Right. <laughs> millennials. You weighed you weighed one seventy five when this whole thing started. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's been how many double roast beasts have I eaten in the God. time? Then? <laughs> that's our our argument is if you're not going to give it to anybody else, then we shouldn't get one because. I know we're a repeat offender, but also our current transgressions, our alleged transgressions, are far less significant than everybody else that's in the NCAA's crosshairs right now. Again, you had Memphis that had eight level one violations levied against them, got nothing. Kansas, you've got Bill Self in text talking with TJ Gastonola about the guys that they've gotten. You had Will Wade on tape saying— Mocking them. M- mocking them, openly discussing players that he's paid more for. Then the current guy, who, by the way, was still playing at LSU for three years. You've got Sean Miller on a wiretap talking about how DeAndre Aiden's the, you know, what they were going to pay for him. You've got other coaches within the Arizona program talking about what they paid for DeAndre Aiden. You don't have any of that with Louisville. The only thing that you have that puts us in a different spot is a case that happened two years prior. And if that winds up tanking Louisville, then I guess you got to say that's, that's a weird thing. But I can't imagine that we would get like a much more significant punishment when our overall like, rule breaking was so less than it was with Arizona and LSU. And the and argument Kansas. is the fact where probation makes, but that's it. It puts it on like times three or four level. But if know. you're going to say, like, if you're going to say it doesn't matter what the, the punishments are, what, what, what the rule breaking was, we don't want to punish current players. Then you have to stay true to that messaging. Maybe we get a more significant financial penalty. Maybe we get a more significant scholarship reduction. Doesn't scholarship reduction also punish the players in a way? It would punish not current players. It would punish I mean, future it's taking players. Away someone... I mean, we're going to get a scholarship reduction. Yeah, Kenny yeah. Payne knows that he's been preparing for it. It's why we only have eleven scholarship players right now, which includes well, Percy Miller, who well, wasn't supposed to. Be Hersey's on still watching his phone every day, wondering if he's going to be on scholarship. Hersey's going to be fine. <laughs> he, he came here as a walk-on. He's on scholarship because we have one available. He, I think he's well aware of the situation moving forward. But that, for the fans, I think we can all agree. Like, like, yeah, we don't want the scholarship reductions. Yeah, we don't want recruiting restrictions. Of course, we don't want financial penalties. But all we really care about is the postseason ban. Yeah, like that's. That's what it comes down to. We want to be able to play. I know we have lowered expectations for this season. We want to be able to play in the ACC, ACC tournament still. We want to have a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. And more than that, we want to make sure that we're scot-free moving forward. The other stuff affects us, but you don't see it day-to-day. Right? Well, football, of course. <laughs> Not scot-free. We love Scott now. Yeah. We're, we're back on Scott. You got where I was going there. You took you a second. But uh, like that's, I think that's kind of where we are as a fan base. And we'll, you know, we're going to find out. It's... Like if they want to stay true to what they've been saying, Louisville won't get a postseason ban. Am I going to be shocked if we do? No, of course not. Texas, if it's a multi-year, there's no way we don't take legal action. I agree. I thought we couldn't challenge the IRAP. You can't appeal, but you can take it to actual court. Okay. Once again, we're talking about legal and, and bylaws are not the same thing. NCAA bylaws and the actual law of the country are two very different things. This is where we'd go after Neil Cattile. And I think that— I assume if we took it to an extra court, the loss it would be— a loss of money because of the ban and, and, and income and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I mean, I think we could also say, look, you had a failure to, to act. You, you had a, you had a, a reasonable, I'm trying to phrase this right. 
Five years was too damn long. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the legal way to phrase it. What was the wrong way to <laughs> say it? I believe that's the legal term there. I think that we would be justified in saying, you know, we have a cause of action because there was a material breach of contract by you not acting within five years. That's an unreasonable amount of time. The Mac cousin Biddy law. <laughs> we were, yeah, we, we were unfairly punished. Also, like in both cases where we were the wrongdoers, we acted in good faith. We worked with you. We, you know, we've been, we've been a good citizen. Short of the law breaking. Short of the law. But again, we, we did, <laughs> we did what you say we're supposed to do. Yeah. And those are supposed to be mitigating factors. You clearly did not take them into consideration during the ruling in 2015 or for the 2015 case, you should this time. And if you don't, maybe we take you to court of that. And I think this is where paying Neil Katal the big bucks is also like, it's a safety net. And it's also kind of a warning sign to the NCAA, which has, again, been getting its ass kicked in and out of court for the last five years. They, they're losing every court case that they're a part of. For us saying... Ever. They've never won a court case. They've won some. Well, they, back in the day. Most big court cases. Not recently. Yeah, they usually lose the big court cases. They're first. getting their asses kicked. Yeah. They're losing the little ones too now. But if you want to, if you want to try to do this to us, if you want to try to give us a punishment that's different than anybody else that's in the same boat as us, that's in worse boats than us, guess what? We got an attorney that's one of the most high-profile attorneys in the country. Bring it. He's putting Louisville basketballs on his desk and going on MSNBC. Bring it. We're ready. We're ready. It's a nice. It, it's a little flex, and I like it. <laughs> I like what Josh Hurd's doing there. I'll take a break. We'll get back to your thoughts on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450 after the break. It's IARP Eve, and it rolls on next on the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big X. Songs with women's names in the title just have a very mellow vibe. I'm in a mellow mood. I guess. IRP Eve, man, get fired up. No, man. No, we're gonna back. chill out. We're gonna lay back, light some candles. We have no control. Let the IRP come on in. We're gonna seduce her. Or just let her do whatever she wants. <laughs> well, same difference. Sit back and take it. Here we go. Sell it to him, Elvis. IRP. No, this weight is killing us. I-A-R-P. All right, welcome back into the show. Sorry for that. Your aim is true. Now, we were talking about this before when you were coming back from Jeffersonville, and I, I, I do want to get your thoughts because the one of the more intriguing storylines in all of this, and it's not for us because it doesn't have, have any effect on us anymore, but what happens with Rick Pitino? Because... Again, the IRP stated purpose has continued to be we don't want to to punish anybody who had nothing to do with the transgressions that took place. Rupertino was in charge during the time when these transgressions took place and also was in charge when the 2015 stuff happened. I will be very surprised if Patino himself doesn't get a personalized punishment. I don't know if it's a one-year ban. I don't know if it's a one-year show cause. I, I don't know if it's a... You know, four game ban. We did, by the way, also get the news today. We have not mentioned 
Kansas self-imposed a punishment. Four games, right? Four games for Bill Self, and um, it's, nothing. It, it's nothing. And the who's the the other assistant? Um, the guy who was got caught up in all this. I can't even remember his name. Um, he got four games too. Uh, Curtis Townsend. They both got four games. It seems like they're trying to get out in front of this. I. It's like trying to impress your wife with dinner and you go to McDonald's. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, there's, yeah, there, there's not four also, games. Also, it's five years after the fact. Like, there's nothing new out there. You guys just want to ask. One game for every title. year. <laughs> it's not even one game for every no. year. Uh, so we'll see what happens with the Kansas case. I think Arizona, by all reports, is up next, and then Kansas will be after them. But the Patino thing, I wouldn't be shocked if he got a full year. I, I don't know if I'd say shocked. I guess I would be a little shocked if he got a full year at this point. I wouldn't. I, I'm starting to think maybe. Oh, what's the difference between shocked and surprised? Is there a difference? Hey, shocked has a little bit more of an extra punch. Okay, then I'd be. I wouldn't. I, You'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. Okay, because I guess it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't floor me, and I'd be like, "Oh, how could they? You know, the, grab my clutch my pearls and fall to the ground type of attitude. I wouldn't. That I wouldn't get. But I would be. I guess surprised that at this point, two years ago, maybe I probably wouldn't have been. Three years ago, probably wouldn't have been. Now, I'm just kind of at this point where I'm like, I can see them giving him like a 10 game, maybe a 12 game. You know, uh, he's going to get something. He's going to get something. He's not getting out of Scott Free. If he, he feels that's the case, then he's delusional. The interesting thing is, he's the first one. He doesn't deserve to get out of Scott Free. He probably, whether he knew about it or not, he was still in charge. And Yeah. Now, he's, he's the first head coach caught up in this that's going to be directly affected by one of these punishments. Now, I, I say that Mark Godfrey technically got destroyed and he's can, ne- can never come back to coaching, but he was kind of destroyed. Anyway. Was hire him anyway, well, he, yeah. he was hired. He was at Cal state Northridge at the time, oh, okay. which now that. has hired, um, uh, Reggie Theus to, to come in and take over that program. <laughs> they always get a name. They always get a name, but <laughs> Godfrey got destroyed. Um, Kevin Ollie got destroyed also, and then won his court case with the NCAA. Another person who won his court case uh, with with the NCAA and with UConn. So he's, I think, his show calls now. I don't. Even, it was like twenty years at one point. I think now it's gone. But J- the the James Wiseman thing reflected on Penny Hardaway. Memphis kept him. Hardaway got nothing from the NCAA because they said again his his philanthropic services extended past Wiseman. He's been doing this with kids since like he started getting into AAU basketball in 08, so it wasn't just a Wiseman-specific thing. That's kind of where he got off, by giving the Wiseman family money to move to Memphis. What's curious is Patina's going to get something, and then we've got nothing to compare it to because what happens with Sean Miller, who was the coach at Arizona, who now is at back at Xavier? He should get something if, if the IRP is going to do what it says it intends to do. Bill Self should get something in addition to the self-imposed stuff that Kansas did today. Well, I mean, Will Wade is going to get something, even though he's out of coaching right now. He'll probably get hit with a show cause of some length. But we have nothing to compare what Patino is going to get to because they haven't acted on anything besides looking into the the Penny Hardaway stuff and determining that he did nothing wrong, essentially. I mean, the Penny one could be used as an example. I mean, he did commit violations of NCAA. They just twisted the words around to it. I mean, and you can do that with almost any violation. I mean, you could say, but they found that he didn't. You could say self was, you know, Sean Miller was helping DeAndre Ayton and his family move. That's how. That's why we were paying him that money to play. I mean, the the that's. I I I would expect Miller and self or Wade at least Wade and Miller to probably get the harshest of this. Wade should because they're also like they they can't deny they didn't know about it because they're on tape admitting to it. Wade's also on tape talking about like there's no. Like they, There's nothing vague about what he's giving this money to do. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, Wade, Wade deserves minimum one one year ban. 
I mean, minimum. More than that. I, that's the minimum. I, I mean, if he gets two or three, then I'm not going to be yelling at the clouds. You I mean, can't have you can't have Will Wade on tape. But even Miller is talking. Him. You also can't have Will Wade knowing that what expressing that he knows what he's doing is wrong. I mean, he's yeah. like, they're talking about Boston Copervica, and he's like, close the door. He's like, he's like we've been talking <laughs> about. This. He's like, let's do some crimes here. Close that door. I got to talk about some shady bleep. And then he goes into how much he's paid for Javante Smart and how he's mad that Javante Smart is asking for more because he's not good enough it's to ask for It's almost something you see in a comedy movie, right? It's, it's, like, it's, I mean, it's, it's all hilarious. The whole thing is hysterical. But it has implications that are not that funny. But I, I'm very curious to see what all these coaches get, and it's going to start with Rick, and it's probably going to, to be something that we I mean, find out but tomorrow. They, they did acknowledge that Rick did not was unaware of both incidences. I mean, when he was found, in, I guess, innocent and or in the in the in the unknown to the both things happening, if I if I remember right, not necessarily. Well, the Katina I know was that, but that was again the NCAA, where the, the IRP is just dealing with the the FBI stuff, the Bowen and, stuff, and, yeah. well, and also Chris Mack stuff. But the Patino well, stuff, Patino didn't, obviously didn't know about it as well. What well, does Mack? Where does Mack's punishment come into this? I mean, Mac might get something for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to to impact his field of sixty eight work, but he might he might definitely get something. <laughs> well, it would if he decides to come back coaching in, in whatever exactly, time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we'll see. I mean, his the the violations that Mac are that Max accused of are pretty insignificant in the grand scheme of things. True, Patino. I mean, the big thing that he has going for him is he did not get hit with, or Louisville did not get hit with a lack of institutional control, which would have directly affected him. He did have a personalized. Uh, violation though, uh, like, which was I can't remember exactly how it was phrased. It was something just short of lack of institutional control. He'll have to answer for that. I mean, that, you, that's think, where he might run into some some significant trouble. Do you think that punishment is worthy of at least a year? Then I don't, but I, I think that he may get it. I mean, I, I would with you. I, again, not surprised. I'd be surprised if he did. Not shocked, and I would be. I, I wouldn't expect him to, and I don't think I don't think he's expecting probably to. I would think, but. I, I, if I was him, I'd be holding back for like a 12, 10, 15 games. That's what I would be expecting to get if I'm him. I don't know. People were like, well, Iona, would you, why would you hire this guy knowing that this was possible? I'll him out 10, 15 and games or even a year still worth it's it. 100% worth it. You yeah. got Rick Patino. They could spend him for two years and it'd still be worth it. It's already Iona. been worth it. Yeah. They're, they have a bunch, they, they, they're on national TV like five times this year. Yeah. You know how many Iona games would be nationally televised if Rick Patino wasn't there? That's coach? just a ridiculous thing to even argue against. I mean, it's like, it's not worth it. Of course worth it. it's worth the money. Now, if it was like, you know, a, a big time school, probably maybe not. But you're again, we were talking about Iona. I mean, for the most part, Iona's only known for Jeff Ruland. You may not even know who that is. Of course, I do. Okay, so, they're yeah. the, the last team to beat us in. Uh, yeah, I mean that's, that's Iona. It's, he is. I mean, he came back as coach and was you know subpar. I have no idea that that coach. That's okay. You look Google him. That's why you got the internet in your generation. Texas, says we should not <laughs> accept any penalty that they give us. Well, I mean you. Kind of have to. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to say no when I answer the phone. If they, when they, when they sent the email, we refused to open it. We just changed our email address. If we didn't open it, we didn't get it. I kind of fought that fight before. I was like, just don't, just put the, keep the banner up. How does this come to us? Does it come via mail? Like Electronic. I'm sure it'll be uh, email. Via, via email. I'm sure they'll all get it at 9 a.m. and they'll have a chance to go through it, prepare their. Press release, prepare all that claim stuff. we never got the email. <laughs> we never, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like we Danny a day. Went to my spam. <laughs> not, went to my spam. Exactly. Not looking in the mailbox. <laughs> well, we'll have to send a uh, carrier down there. Okay, just don't answer the door. Now <laughs> we, Louisville, no, Louisville not home. <laughs> at least I know when Casa. <laughs> Louisville no here. <laughs> now, 
Louisville did announce earlier today their themes for the upcoming men's basketball season. Perfect timing. Exactly. <laughs> the, the Clemson game on Saturday, February 18th is going to be the 2013 team recognition game. And they cannot say because of the NCAA implicate, like basically there can be no reference to winning an NCAA title. Through Louisville at least. Yeah. No official reference to winning the NCAA yeah. championship. Now we fought legally to get the, <laughs> the, the Luke Hancock most outstanding player. We, we can now officially recognize that because he did win the award and it's been upheld. But we can't recognize the, the 2013 as champions of anything. So we're just acknowledging the 2013 so, hold on. team. So, they so, were a so team. The, the headline for what they're going to do is the Cardinals will honor the iconic 2013 team <laughs> with various promotions and recognitions. I'll say this. If we do somehow get like a ridiculous punishment tomorrow, if it's multi-year postseason ban, if it's, if it's a postseason ban, I think they should just go all in on like championship stuff on, on, on that day. <laughs> like Put the banner back up unfurl it very slowly like just make it make it hurt the NCAA it's like make it obnoxiously large put it everywhere put ban- put the 2013 banner all over the floor like do whatever you can and just tell them to suck it but it's nice to know that they I was wondering how they're going to handle this but they're going to do something official even though it can't technically be a national championship well, celebration okay. it's going to be a 10 year anniversary of that team celebration the iconic 2013 right I, first of all I, I think there's there's ways we can still get around it and still poke the NCAA with of this of course for example, um, how about as a giveaway for all the lower bowl, there is a uh, your free 2013 banner, and just uh, put, I mean they can't stop us from putting a, a towel on the seat right for a giveaway. It can say 2013. It can, it's just a, it's just a red towel. It's just, just 20, it's just 2013. Yeah, and everybody wave them and hold them up. Also, I don't know if I'd I would have worded it differently if I was in Louisville with this. I'd have been the last team standing 2013 Cardinals. Like that, I that, think that would be. That, I would have done something that would have been just more. It's indirect enough. Yeah, more just right at the jaw of the NCAA to say, "Listen, hey, I know we can't use the word champion. Can we just say so, best team. The best <laughs> number one overall seed. The, the, the only team not to end the season with a loss. 2013 into the 2013 Louisville Cardinals. Mayo Mayo has a banner of like 2020 when the season got canceled. They have a banner in their gym like 2020 unanimous number one in the state. <laughs> it's better than the Florida State basketball banner that has 2020 number four team and final AP poll banner. Yeah. They, they legit have that. At, that Florida uh, at Florida State. Oh, that well, that doesn't surprise me. Number four team and final AP poll. They made a banner for that. The, in state, the state of Florida, when it comes to basketball and their banners, has been. I mean, we banners talked, don't matter. That's the, why I say put a banner up for everything. Until the Heat got good, they once and retired Dan Marino and Michael Jordan's number. You always say that. You, Just <laughs> you are caught up on that fact. <laughs> it's because it's a, it's a big fact, is it not? It's it's a crazy fact. Yeah, thank you. Texas, they, it wasn't retired, by the way. Now they just made them banners because they, they ended up getting good and having to get those numbers out. Texas, big slice of humble pie, guys. I have no idea what that's in. in like The band Humble Pie? I have no idea what, what, <laughs> the, what that's in relation to. It's also the first time that person's ever texted the show, so interesting. She's going, I know, I know that uh, so-and-so is going with Humble Pie, and the other two are going with Probably a roll call Deep text. Purple. Got it. Texas says, so can we assume that DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw will also commit to UK tomorrow, too? Well, if, if you've been holding out hope for the Aaron Bradshaw commitment, i got some bad news for you. <laughs> he actually committed to UK like three weeks ago, so that's that's gone. Even though his announced date was in like eight days. Yeah, so DJ Wagner, I think we're all expecting. Uh, the, the Wagner thing is a little bit, like, why hasn't he already committed? Ooh, look at you. DJ Wagner update of the day. Uh-oh. DJ Commitment Watch. 
commitment watch. <laughs> Texas, for perspective, Trevor was a vegan Pilates instructor when this case first started. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing in 2017? Kind of the same stuff you're doing now? Yeah, I was uh, yeah, working with the big X and just, yeah, doing the, doing the same thing I do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Texas, expect the worst, hope for the best, the official motto of Louisville basketball fans. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. It'd be nice to get this over with, right? I um, Incredibly nice. I mean, e- even with the punishment, it's just still nice just to just to get this. Uh, I don't know. Or, or, is, or on the other hand, is it it's just been kind of, is this like the Cubs winning the World Series thing where you're like, I don't know. This streak's been, it's gone five years. How much farther can we go? I think I speak for everyone when I say <laughs> this is nothing like the Cubs winning the World Series. <laughs> I don't know. When we finally get our ruling, like the Cubs winning with this, we'll throw a party. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get the banner back. They got a banner. We get a banner. This is the worst comparison <laughs> you've ever tried to make. No, it's the worst. There's legit no. I, I think this may be the worst. There was a celebratory thing that people have waited so much, so long for. Everybody just wants to get this over with. Nobody's celebrating that this is happening. They just want it to be done. Um, I mean, we... It is nice, though. I mean, we've been waiting for this for so long just to try to get the process going. And it's not even like tomorrow. You know, tomorrow, nobody can come out and say, the dark cloud's gone. Like, we're, we still have to, to serve out the punishment. Yeah, well, we've just been waiting so long to get the process of serving the punishment out that it feels like we're going to be done. I mean, maybe they'll give us the time served thing, though, like you said. It's I mean. kind of like like with, I mean, when you're dealing with kind of an unknown illness, kind of like me the last like six months, just also you, you'd rather know, even if it's something bad, you'd like rather know, have a straight diagnosis just so you can like figure out like, you know, how to fight this thing. What happens if we don't win? Like what like you just want to know. So at some point, the unknown becomes the worst punishment of all. And I think that's what we've all been dealing with for the last five years. And also we've seen how it's negatively impacted the program. I don't think that Louisville, there are clearly things that could have been done to keep the program from being where it is right now. But also, I don't think you can just say that if the NCA stuff hasn't been hadn't been going on, if we hadn't been living this existence in purgatory for the last five years, that we would be in this exact same low spot. I mean, I think that the NCA, the looming punishment, has absolutely played some part in us being where we are right now. Which is, let's be real. I mean, we all hope for an overachieving season, but at this very moment, we are at one of the lowest spots in program. I don't say program history, but in, in almost all of our lifetimes. I mean, I. I can't recall a season where the preseason expectation was Louisville to finish 12th in a conference and be potentially like a sub 100 team in the country. Like this is, this is not Louisville basketball. These are not the the way that we talk about seasons in early November. And if the NCAA stuff hadn't happened the second time, do I think we'd be here? No, we would probably still have Rick Pitino as the head coach. We'd probably be fine. And even if they, let's say if the NCAA had acted in a year, do I think we'd be here? No, I think we'd be able to move on from this. And I think we'd be back to being more competitive then certainly it seems we're going to be this season. But you still possibly have the Chris Mack stuff. I mean, Chris Mack might still have a job if they'd acted in the first yeah. year. Like, there's who's to say? I think I, I don't think there's any doubt that we would be in a better spot if they had handed out a punishment in 2019 and we were now just, like, about to be totally done with serving out that punishment. But the Chris Mack stuff's more contributed with the, the COVID season than it is the uh, IARP stuff. For sure. Yeah. But I do think, I mean, if the... Like, does Matt get hammered by his own administration for not following the guidelines explicitly if we're not already this renegade yeah, program you, that's in a you, terrible spot? You, Probably yeah. not. Do they put pressure on him to fire Matt Gaudio and, and Luke Murray, period, if that's the case? Probably not. 
Um, I, it, definitely I think, the pressure of, of turning yourself in and all that stuff is, for sure. is a result of it, yeah. It's been, a, I feel like this has all been a... during our second president since this has happened. Not, we're not a third coach, third AD, and third president, by the way. And also, by the way, <laughs> Neely Bendapudi not exactly covering herself in glory up at Penn State. Yeah, I saw, I, saw, I saw where she ran into some uh, some heated issue. With I'm the, shocked. Yeah. <laughs> As the only person in the city that was kind of like, I don't know if she's that great, guys. Like, maybe look into the background a little bit. Like, I'm hearing not so good things. I feel pretty vindicated uh, in not being on the Neely Bendapudi train when everybody else was seeming to be, you know, she's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Text that I just want to know who jerked. Okay, can't say that. <laughs> Somebody wants to know who uh, who made Pat Forty so mad. Well, I don't know if he's mad as much as he's just like you said. He's just looking for headlines and clicks, right? I, mean, I, I think people are mad at Forty from the, the stuff way back in the nineties when he investigated U of L with the whole the. Uh, the the what was his name? Nate uh, Johnson. Nate well Nate, even before that, wasn't he involved in the um the Mark Blunt stuff? Not that I know of. I think that was before his time. That was early nineties. That was like ninety two. Yeah, I think he was the ninety six, ninety seven. Oh he was uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And the Smocky was he was he the Smocky stereo stuff too. Yeah. Stuff too? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what people and that's kind of where people think that he has this beef with U of L because of that. Maybe he does. I, I mean I the, tell you the Blunt stuff the was the first first time I remember us having any Issues with the NCAA. Texas, ended up going to Cincinnati or no, he went to Pittsburgh, I think. Texas, I think since the ruling is coming out tomorrow, it will inject life into the Louisville fan base regardless of the outcome, and we will see the best home game attendance in years. Well, I don't think, I mean, I disagree with that. I don't think you're going to see the best home game attendance at Chaminade in in years. It'd be nice to see a sellout, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be pretty For cool? For Chaminade? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the kids, they ask, we, we find out we're on probation. We just lost our first ever, pretty much, I mean, legitimately, unless Kelly Dickey can defer this to me, this, like, in 100 years, our first ever Division Two team we've lost to ever. And, and here they come out, and there's a full, full Yum Center packed to the brim, cheering up, standing ovation as they come through the tunnel. I think we went over, like, yesterday, or you all went over yesterday. Yeah, that well, was it not was, the first D2 team we've lost to. It was. But, but not an exhibition play. It was, and that, that school is now actually D1. For the, for well, we also lost to Chaminade. Who was, That's true, yeah. It's yeah. still D2. Yeah. By the way, Chaminade last night played Ohio State, and Ohio State uh, prevailed 101-57 to in exhibition play, which... Ohio State's good, though, aren't they? Yeah, it makes me a little bit nervous for them. I'm like, I'm like what? now I'm going to feel way worse if Chaminade comes in and just beats us by like 50. Actually, nothing made me feel worse is when you told me the... Of all the things that made me feel the worst is when you told me the Lenore Ryan team had lost the game before us to like a, a junior college team. Yeah. That was... That was Caldwell Community <laughs> College Cobras. What made me feel They lost by 10. Of all the things, that, that kind of really... That was like the... I was like the pulling the levers. I'm sitting here with the noose on. Like that was what it did to and me. And they didn't have their two best players in our game. No. What got me the worst was that we put up 47 on Lenore Ryan yeah. after our football team put up 48 on Wake Forest. There was nothing good about the game. Our guys. football we team don't, we forced don't need to, more we don't need to run down all the worst the things basketball. about the game. There was nothing. There was nothing positive. Uh, Shamanot, if you're wondering, because everybody pointed out the fact that Lenore Ryan was 10 and 18 last year at the D2 level. Yeah. Shamanot was 9 and 18 last year. So this is a. So we got a better chance. Maybe. So, are their best two players out? Not that I know of. <laughs> They didn't make the trip. They were like, what? You want me to go to Louisville? Columbus? Oh, you know what, coach? Just I'll pass. I'm going to stay here on the island. We'll find out tomorrow. We'll find out exactly what <laughs> the Silver Swords can bring for us. Texas, if we get banned uh, next year, they, then our that can be our excuse for missing the tournament. We didn't miss the tournament. We just got banned. You're talking about this season coming I'm up. I'm assuming he means this season. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I pointed out earlier as a joke. That would be – that at least – because to do that, you've got to at least get to like a – 
16, 17 win area to where maybe even 18 to where you can at least say, Hey, we would have been in it. They, our name would have been in, we would have been that 12 seed called or first four in if we hadn't been in the band, you know? Oh, you can stay it if you win four games. <laughs> you can still stay it. We're in a different season. <laughs> well, I don't want to win four games because I think you at least win seven. We would have won the national title <laughs> in 2018 if we, we missed the tournament, but if we hadn't gotten banned or hadn't had to deal with that adversity, we would have won the whole thing. Yeah, That's what I say. Texas, here's one punishment the IRP can give Louisville basketball. What about no TV games this year? Blacked out. Go old school with a tape delay 1130 <laughs> after the local TV news. Can you imagine in this day oh, and age man. not being able to watch any Louisville basketball game? You don't. You, you weren't old enough for those Kentucky days. Oh, I remember. Because that was when I was, I was, was, that was like when I would also stay up in Lexington at my grandmother's house. And it was so cool. I mean, I would just go in there and, and she'd sit there playing solitaire in her corner chair and miss you, Marge. And we, she'd sit there and watch uh, the, the Kentucky game at 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. I mean, their football games were like that, too, at some point. They would do, they'd do football games sometimes. You can't well, we did football that way. We did. We did as well. On, on WDRB. Like, I remember being uh, – I would base whether or not I was going to stay up late to watch the Louisville football game based on, like, how the game went. Like, if, if I found out in the middle of the day that they'd beaten Southern Miss or they'd, you know – you know, had a really good game. I was like, I, I can't wait to watch this tonight. That was how we we grew up watching sports. And if I knew, if I heard that they lost forty five ten, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna stay up to watch that. The last time I think Kentucky did it was for like a against uh, like out of conference like Northeast school. I think it was back in like 2006 seven or something. I just remember this crowd was hanging out with. We're I watch, I'm watching the game. It's like one in the morning. I was never forget looking at me going, is this live? I'm like it's freaking daylight out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're dumb. <laughs> so, but. Isn't it so weird though to go back to thinking like that? Like, I, I vividly remember as a kid and not thinking that it was weird. Like, no, it, hearing it four in the afternoon. You know, we won with a, a last second touchdown with 11 seconds to go against somebody, and me and my dad being like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to stay up at 11 o'clock to watch this on watch TV to see how it all played out." And just like that, adding to our excitement, not us being pissed off that we couldn't actually watch it live. Um, it's wild times. I don't think. Uh, yeah, with, with the amount of money, but to go back on what they said, while that's not a bad idea, I they, they, Louisville, they're not going to let that happen with Louisville. We're too big of a college basketball market and too big of a name to, to, for the TV execs who pay billions of dollars for these rights well, it's not to even be us. taken away. It's not us. It's the fact that they wouldn't be able to televise ACC games. And ACC has a very lucrative contract yes. with the with ESPN. Yeah, so if you're going to play, like if, if Louisville Duke couldn't be televised anywhere, it doesn't just impact Louisville. It impacts Duke. Exactly. It impacts ESPN. Mm -hmm. There's no way that that would happen in this day and age. Yeah, exactly. um, but it would be kind of funny. I would be, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe unless they said out of conference games only or something. I mean, I could. Still not happen. No. Oh, no, no, no. It's not, no, I agree. But I'm just, it would be an interesting little way to punish us. Uh, last text before we go to break here. Texas, hey, Mike, really hoping you can somehow work uh, the word penis into your IRP sentiments. There well, you just did it right there. Just did it. <laughs> You're welcome. That was easy. The assist to the texter. The IRP is full of penises. Are we getting more texts? Have we gotten angry text from Boise guy yet today? I have not seen a Boise text. I texted him back last yesterday and, and asked him what he was trying to accomplish by making fun of Kentucky football to us. And he was just like, well, but his only response was Boise's a better program than Louisville. He just kept saying that. Yeah. More like I A R penis. <laughs> I like that. I asked you what it stood for earlier. You, you dropped the ball on that one. I, I could have. Because you didn't, you said something else and then you said process. Say committee, yeah. Independent said accountability, resolution, penises. That's who they are. It's what they do. 
We'll take a break. Five o'clock hours on the way next. Uh, we haven't gotten anything else today. There, there were other stories I wanted to talk about, but clearly this is on everybody's mind, understandably so. And tomorrow. And probably tomorrow it's going to be yeah. on their mind too. Sorry to the Silver Swords that are going to be in town. We may not pay that much attention to the actual game. More IRP talk coming up after the break. I do want to get this Ellie Cadeau story if we get a break, a uh, chance to talk about that because I think it's interesting and it also directly impacts Louisville's recruiting. So we'll do that now. Number three, keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. All right, welcome in. Third hour of the Mike Rutherford Show. Rapid fire, let's go. Rolling strong here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Reminder, if you have heating or air conditioning problems, only one place to go in this city. It's our guys over at AirServe. Visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville, or call them directly at 502-264-9662. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted air service, always going to make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home. And they've got technicians available for you 24-7. Call them any time of day at 502-264-9662. We had technical difficulties to start the show. That's okay. We're landing the plane. We're feeling good. We're flying strong. We're mentioning, uh, we're, we're talking all about the IRP. It's IRP Eve. Louisville reportedly, according to Pat Forty, going to hear from the IRP tomorrow. I do like that there's no, because... Eric Crawford and Tim Sullivan have both reached out to people at UofL and the IRP to try to confirm this. And, of course, mum is the word. The IRP is not going to say anything. They're like, we've, we've got no comment at this time. And Louisville has not heard anything yet um, Well, publicly. who's leaking it? Who, who told 40? Somebody. Probably the same person that's telling me, like, we're going to get it at 9 a.m. The same people, like, I'm getting texts yesterday. Like, has Mike heard, has Mike heard anything about the IRP? I'm hearing, I'm hearing IRP tomorrow. Maybe. I told you last night was the rumbling night. That's when <laughs> the, the text first started coming in. Favorite, always the first sign. My favorite part was I got multiple texts from people, and all of them were just like, did Mike say? Did Mike say? Have you asked Mike? You should have texted me. I could have let you know. I, I know. <laughs> part of me was like, why don't they want to know if I know? <laughs> I was just like, ask Mike. Ask Mike. I had gotten the text last night saying, like, hearing it's coming very soon. Like I said, one person said, hearing it's going to be really bad. And no less than, no more than five minutes later, somebody texted me, like, hey, man, just want to let you know, like, hearing we're going to hear from before the end of the week, hearing it's going to be not that bad. And so I was like, all right, take matters in my own hand, text somebody from U of L. They basically said, we're, we're hearing the rumors, obviously. We have not heard anything definitive one way or the other from anybody at the NCAA or the IRP. And he's like, I'm being upfront with you. We've got no idea what this ruling is going to be. Like, no inclination one way or the other about what's going to be said. This was last night. So take that for what it's worth. Things could have certainly changed in the last 20 hours or so. But that was that was what I got last night. Uh, we do now also have a – I'm hearing this. Rick Pitino is going to hold a Zoom press conference at noon tomorrow so following something. Yeah, following the NCA's press conference regarding the IRP findings at Louisville 10. So that's that's the timeline. Louisville's going to get the the ruling at 9. I assume something will leak out whether it's just kind of hints or some direct information between 9 and 10. The NCA will hold its press conference at 10. I would expect to hear something from U of L at some point 
and then you're going to have Rick Pitino talking at noon. So, do we know anything about? I mean, is Josh got his press conference scheduled anywhere or Kenny or anybody? Not to my knowledge. I'm assuming one of them will, right? I'm assuming Josh will have one probably some point afternoon, maybe. I'm assuming so, but again, U of L has not publicly confirmed that they know this is coming. Like they're saying. I guess that would admit to they know exactly. I mean, it, but I mean, Patino. <laughs> Patino knows, and clearly we. I mean, come on. I mean, I'd be willing to bet we're going to find out the rulings I mean, coming out tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, Forty's tweeting. Patino's sending press conferences. Already saying it's about the decision coming. Yeah. I mean, Elfman is not only in the room; it's it's walking all around. It's coming know. tomorrow. Yeah, you might as well just admit it and schedule your press conference. That or they just scheduled and they're like, well, let's announce it at 10. Because Crawford had heard, I think somebody at UofL said that they're hearing it's going to be before the end of the week, which would be tomorrow or Friday. I think Patino scheduling this, just I mean, get up at 9 a.m. tomorrow, folks. Yeah. Just, it, we're going to hear something in the morning. Well, what time do you think? It's, you know, they get it at 9, the leaks start coming, what, 9.02, 9.03, 9.06? Probably not that soon. Okay, maybe maybe about 9.30-ish we start getting some, 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 some tweets of, of cryptic messaging because with memphis it was all it, it cryptic's the right word between nine and ten it was very much a like hearing this is not going to be as bad as, as maybe people thought it was going to be it was all like the, i expect them now to get a slap on the wrist like nc state did and then we didn't find out exactly what that meant until the, the documents were released and the press conference happened at 10 a.m i think that might be the same thing that we get tomorrow and maybe it's not i think it's more likely that it leaks if the news is really bad I think if Louisville finds out that there's going to be a postseason ban or a multi-year postseason ban, God forbid, I think that's when you probably start to hear murmurs around 9, 10, 9, 15, 9, 20 that, hey, just brace yourself. This is not going to be good. I'm, if it's slap on the wrist stuff, I think we don't find out until, until 10. Do we take anything from Forty's tweet that he may know something when he says penalties and in, in, in of or lack thereof? Yeah, we got to ask about that earlier. I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, that's just his assumption. That's just just a gut feeling he has. No, I think that's him. I think that's just him. I think it's just a statement. I think it's him saying, based on, I think people are reading too much into that. I think it's it may be because I mean, the, I mean as the last two cases have been certainly very light on punishment. I think that's that's all that is. You think he's for okay? By, okay, because I'm just connecting it to the the fact that he is you know stated that Louisville deserved a, a death penalty or a multiple year ban. To learn that maybe Louisville only getting one, that's would lead to his wording of that. Yeah, I, th- I think people are, are kind of looking a little bit too much in the Okay. Way. But who knows? Maybe not. Sometimes we like to open up that uh, bone saw and do a little Twitter autopsy. On we do. Uh, real quick, before we go back to the text line and talk some more IRP, I wanted to – we haven't played this game a lot this year because not many of the bowl projections have had Louisville in them up until the last like couple of weeks. So here's – real quick, quick rip around on where the various bowl prognosticators – have Louisville currently projected to play in their postseason in football. They're back to naming us, baby. ESPN, the Military Bowl versus Central Florida. A rematch. Central Florida don't want that us. They also they have two people who pick games. They say the other game that we would play in uh, would be the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl oh, yeah. versus Purdue. It's the Yankee Stadium game. I know, I know, yeah, I know. Brett McMurphy of Action Network has Louisville playing in the Fenway Bowl against another rival, Cincinnati. That's what, these are like the same bowls we were talking about last year at the exact same time, are they? Well, not? we have a very similar record to what we, we mean, had to run this year last time. I feel, I really feel like I'm having deja vu here. I mean, and not, and not just the cool gentlemen's club. Well, you realize like the ace, there only is like a handful of bowls you can go to because of conference tie-ins. That's like true, we can only play yeah. in five or six different games. And if we're in the same spot we were last year, then it's going to be more or less the same games. Yeah. yeah. 
CBS Jerry Palm, he has us going to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl versus Oregon State. Now, that's new. I like that. We had a couple of Sun Bowl projections last year. That was our first bowl ever, wasn't it? That wasn't? I don't think that's right. Is this the one Lee Corso tied the Sun Bowl? I think we, you, I'm not sure. Okay. The Athletic has us going uh, to the Gasparilla Bowl against UTSA, the Fighting Will Steins. Interesting. USA Today has us in back in the Military Bowl against Cincinnati. 24 7 Sports, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl versus Oregon State. Athlon, Sun Bowl versus Oregon State. Bleacher Report has us in the Military Bowl once again against Central Florida. I don't, that, that's not going to happen. How would we play our own conference opponent in a bowl game? How often? I mean, that's. Central Florida is not in our conference. I thought you said Florida State at one point. No. Oh, I thought you just said Florida State in the Sun Bowl. No. I thought he was making a we lead the AAC joke right yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I was. I wasn't sure where he was going with that. No, both both times I've said Central Florida, I've said um, Central Florida. You said so fast, I thought you said Florida State for some reason. Uh, oh. Pro Football Network, First Responders Bowl, back for another year, baby, versus San Jose State. Look, we don't we don't lose back-to-back First Responders Bowls. Hey, that's, we what we, that's what we tied in the Fiesta Bowl year. We don't, yeah. Uh, Yahoo has us in the Military Bowl against Tulane. Sporting News, Fenway Bowl against Cincinnati. Uh, College Bowl News, Military Bowl versus Tulane. So the, the, I'd the, like to play Tulane. That'd be, that'd be They're fun. wrecked right now. They're they are wrecked. wrecked. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. So final tally, we got five people saying Military Bowl, three saying Sun Bowl, two saying Fenway Bowl, one saying First Responders, one saying Gasparilla, one saying Pinstripe. It's all on the table. In a it's all on the table right now. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line if you want to weigh in on anything. We have no weird Wednesday today because it's not a weird Wednesday because the IRP stuff has, has derailed all of that. Really? You, you don't think not being on the air right away and me had to drive to Southern Indiana to get us on the air because somebody didn't do their job right earlier today and coming back? and That's not uh, weird. That's pretty normal for us. and just, <laughs> It's more of an annoying Wednesday. That's, I, I think, where we stand on that. Uh, Texter says, can we get the Idaho fan from yesterday to weigh in on the potential ruling? Now, you did text the Idaho guy back yesterday. You couldn't help yourself. No, I couldn't. What did he have to say? All I did was tell him, you know, I was like, because he kept making fun of Kentucky, UK football. And I was like, I don't know who you're really trying to insult by doing this. Like, we're a Louisville show. And, like, he replied, he was like, radio show? Thornton's text line? Question mark? Like, I don't know. Like, he was confused what he was doing in his own world. And then he was like, Louisville, Boise's a better program than Louisville. Boise's a better football pup than Kentucky. Kentucky's known for inbreeding. I want to know why he's listening to the show. And I'm like, I'm like, I want to be like, okay, uh, you know. The evidence that this is first, Paul, first Paul of all, is just growing. First of all, Louisville is Boise, despite maybe having some ten win seasons, not even winning their own conference, a lesser conference than that, has not been a better program than Louisville, and it's not a better program than Louisville. If a coach leaves Boise, he could leave for Louisville. It's not going the other way around. Uh, they're not better than Kentucky. It's same thing stands. And I'm, I'm very aware of what our national stereotype is, and yours is for interspecies erotica. So don't even talk to me. Is it? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the sheep are nervous. <laughs> is that really worse or better? I think it's probably worse. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. So we win. We, <laughs> we, start, we, we start discussing sexual habits. I don't habits. want to engage in this. We start sexual disgusting habits are within human race. <laughs> Texas, it turns out Bruce Pearl is more of a douche than we thought. Well, he's exactly. What did Bruce Pearl just out of nowhere? He's, he's tweeting. Oh. Uh, he's exactly the douche that I thought he was. Maybe he's the Boise State guy. Texas, their logic will be that we don't want to affect current players. That being said, F you, Louisville. We want to affect future players. So 2024 postseason <laughs> ban. If they try. The one thing we have not mentioned uh, yet is that we now know whether it's tomorrow or Friday, and it's going to be tomorrow. We know definitively this ruling is coming down before yeah. the start of the season. 
So if they want to hit us with a ban, God, this would be the all-time. I mean, officially the ruling's been made. We're just waiting for it to be revealed. This would be the all-time biggest D move of all time. If they just, a week before the start of the season, they're like, it's still too close. We're banning you from the 2024 postseason because that would be the longest possible window that they could have you a already negative played an exhibition. Yeah, you the exhibition game happened. You played an exhibition. We can't just you know th- these kids have already they're into their season. Well, my real exhibition is not actually a, a, a registered game though. It's well, not an official game. Thank you, Trevor. Yeah, I, I mean I think everybody. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I think everybody is knows that, that a new rule. It is now. <laughs> I think I think we're well aware, but they would still say you know they they've started playing. We've got to. I, I, I'm just this is a hypothetical. I can't imagine they would actually do this. But again, on the other hand, I absolutely can't imagine they would actually do this because it's the NCAA. That would be maximum pain. Not banning us from the postseason this year because we're this close to the start of the season, but banning us from 2024. So we have a full window of not, again, unless the season is a massive overachievement, not being able to get excited about anything until like two years from now. That would be a full decade of just despair for the basketball program. Ugh, don't do that, please. Texas, almost certainly the reason Louisville hired former acting Solicitor General Neil Cattile is to show the NCAA it would sue in federal court. I agree. I think that that's it's absolutely a flex. I th- Don't get me wrong. Do I think that they would act on it if the situation calls for it? Sure. But I think it's more of a threat than anything else. And paying him that much money, is it worth it if it avoids, you know, getting reamed by the NCAA for a fifth time? <laughs> yeah. No question about it. Look at... You want to ask anybody from North Carolina if they regret paying all that money for their attorneys? No. Nope. Look at where they are right now. They just they had the greatest march of all time outside of losing in the national title game. They ruined Coach K's swan song. They ruined their hated rival swan. The first game that Duke and North Carolina ever played in the NCAA tournament will always be remembered for being a Final Four battle that ended Coach K's career in a UNC victory. And now they're the preseason number one team in the country. Of course it was worth it. They won a national title. Because they fought the NCAA tooth and nail. Yeah. They played in back-to-back national title games. They are rolling. Worth every penny. Would have been worth twice the amount of money. And the rules they broke were the, the, some of the worst you can do in NCAA, the vision of NCAA. They ate at the heart of what the NCAA is supposed to be Pretty about. Pretty much, yeah. Which is the perfect combination of academics and athletics. They, they ripped the very foundation of what the NCAA is supposed to be about, and they walked away with nothing. Because they fought tooth and nail. It's absolutely worth it. Text that I did the math. The FBI stories encompassed 11% of my entire life. <laughs> well, let's see. For me, this is it's five years out of 38. I'm not good at math. Patrick, do the math in your head. Yeah, Patrick. Five out of 38. That is 13.2% of my entire life. So that'd be about, what, uh, 11% as well? Well, 13.2%. I mean, it's too much. Mine would be less than yours, right? You're, yeah, because you're older. Yeah, so my, I would say mine would be around 11 or 12. Oh, months. yours would be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't mock my math. I went to Wagner. No, no, no. I thought you were saying something different. <laughs> I thought you were just saying that would be about 11. I'm like, well, no, it'd be about 13. I just said that. Uh, yours would be 11.9%, so roughly 12%. Of I'm, up to, I'm up to like 30. Yours, <laughs> uh, Patrick's life has just been overrun with the NCAA. Life I, mean, I can remember well. It's like half post FBI stuff. God, that's that is sad. That Genuinely is, speaking, it, it that is, is sad. kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. Twenty eight percent of your life has been encompassed with, by this FBI stuff. I mean, don't cut that because I mean, you really don't even start really paying attention to what you're like. Seven exactly. Or eight. And that's so. And how old are you, Patrick? You're seventeen. Seventeen. So that's yeah, nine years. Five of basically the nine years of you watching sports 
have been us on dealing with this. I mean, I went on, I guess it was probably four or five months ago, like went on Titus and Tate and they were talking about the, the latest, the Chris Mack sanctions that came out. And you know, that show is, it's mostly jokes and they bring me on there to make self-deprecating jokes and laugh at Louisville and just try to have fun with this whole thing. Hey, that's why I do this show. Yeah. But I, I did have to get kind of serious at some point and say, the sad thing is, I mean, you know, Tate's a huge North Carolina fan. He cares as much about that program as we all care about Louisville. Uh, you know, Tyus obviously cares a great deal about Ohio State because he played there. I'm like, the Louisville fans that are here, they care about Louisville basketball every bit as much as you guys care about your programs. And you have to understand, we've now been dealing with this for the better part of a decade, if you want to go back to the Katina Powell stuff. And when you think, I mean, I think about my formative years growing up as a Louisville basketball fan with such reverence, like like just falling in love with those teams when, I'm a, when I was like 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. Like, I remember the first team that I really followed, like, I know I followed it before, but the first thing that I have memories of following every game, getting all into it, was that 93-94 team. I was in third grade. I was nine years old. And I remember just like, you know, everything about me became about that team. Just, you know, DeWan Weed as a freshman, Minor and Moore and the M&M boys, like Cliff Rochier being an All-American, you know, making it to the Sweet 16, getting hammered by Arizona, not being able to, to falling asleep in the middle of the game because it was a school night and it was, you know, I'm young, it's like 1130, trying to, to stay up, like all those memories. And then, of course, like the – the run of the Sweet 16 when I was in fifth grade, the run to the Elite Eight when I was in sixth grade, like those made me like the, the fan that I became. And now you've got all these kids, I mean, that, that are, are Patrick's age that have been dealing with nothing but scandal and gross headlines to read when you're a 10, 11 year old, missing NCAA tournaments, early exits from the NCAA tournament. We haven't been past the first round of the tournament since that 2015 team that went to the regional final. And when that happens, like, Seven years kind of feels like a, a blip when you reach a certain age. Like, I don't feel like that much has changed in my life, even though it has, um, being in my 30s and you being in your 40s. But when you're a kid, like, you live a – you go through five different lives in a in a five-year span. I mean, every year, you, you, the difference between being a seventh grader and a senior in high school is monumental. I mean, you, you've lived 14 different lives at that point in, in between. And to have nothing really good happen in that span, I fear that we're losing – a generation of potential fans and we're not in a position to to be able to absorb them you see the attendance numbers everybody's it's going down everywhere and when you don't have fans that have been living and dying with this through ages seven to adulthood then i, I think it creates a different generation and we need to get this thing fixed as soon as possible because it, it's sad it really and truly is and it's it's screwed up by the NCA to do this over a long period of time to not really give us any sort of chance while we're waiting to hear what's going on and there's a part of it that I know we, we make jokes and we laugh about this. There's a part of this that really sucks and is a really, really serious blow to just the overall DNA of the UofL men's basketball program that is going to be tough to bounce back from. And it's why you just have to hope that we have the right guy in Kenny Payne and he can get us out of here and, and lead us back to where we expect to be. And then the next generation won't have to deal with any of those. Yeah, my first memories of Louisville basketball, like first player I remember specifically is Kyle Couric. And since after that, I remember vaguely watching the 2012 Final Four. And then I remember the 2013 season pretty well. 2014, I know I cried with my dad after the Harrison twin hit the shot. We all did. 2015, Elite Eight, Michigan State, whatever. And then since then. And since then, it's Bad just, stuff. I would say you bet bad stuff, but at least you got lucky. Like, I was I, I was a little earlier than you, too. And you, you remember, and you, you were... Good timing with ninety four, but it was it was it was rough after that for a few years. Oh yeah, but I was kind of like the end. I remember the, the first tournament watching was us losing to Illinois in eighty nine in the Sweet Sixteen, and 
like that next year us being bad. Yeah. And but good. but as a kid, just being so excited because we go into I remember just going into the conference metro tournament. We were the last seed and uh we got to watch the game in class. I mean you roll the T V anytime you saw a TV on the little roll thing coming in, you were so excited. And we got to watch this and we upset Southern Miss and then I can't remember who we upset in the second round. I remember Southern Miss being number one with Clarence Weatherspoon. Uh maybe Barkley they used to call him. And, you know, we granted we didn't get to the tournament because we lost to Florida State by like 20, I think, that yeah. year in the, in the Metro tournament. But just getting so excited knowing we had a losing record and getting that close, getting back to the tournament. And just from there on, you know, I mean, by the way, I was I was actually the next year after Illinois was the year we lost to Ball State and Belton Spencer missing the layup. But I mean, I remember thinking I had it then, bad. Then there was the year that we, we had a losing record was the after Belton Spencer. Because I was 12 when we went to the Elite Eight and lost to Carolina. And it was such a fun run. And then between then, we didn't win another game in the tournament until I was a senior in high school. Like, you know, we had back-to-back first-round exits when I was in seventh and eighth grade. Freshman year, or when I was in eighth grade and freshman year. Seventh grade, we were terrible. That was the year we beat UK when they won the national title, but we mm, won like yeah. 12 games. And then weren't oh, really... Mack, Duncan on him. Yeah, I mean, we weren't really relevant nationally until my senior year when we... You know, Patino's second season, when we were a four seed, got upset by Butler. But just... I remember hiring Patino and us getting good my senior year and just the... like. It'd been so long. I've been twelve with the last time we were like, even remotely good, and this was a better team than that. We're you know in the top ten of polls. We're you know we're we're being talked about in the same breath as the Dukes and the Carolinas of the world, and it was such a foreign existence for me. And I can't imagine like what kids now that have had that same experience because it wasn't off the court stuff when I was growing up. It was just we just had bad teams. Yeah, yeah just and even and there's the thing even compared to what like, we described what they've been over the last five years of the lack of achievements and and, and the issues that they've dealt with. We're talking about Louisville not being in the growing up in the nineties, just being a few years behind me anyway. But same kind of same time frame was that you know we weren't you know we weren't great, but we were still we were going to tournament. We were still competitive. We were still you know teetering in that top twenty five on a regular basis. We did miss three we, tournaments in that span though. We did. We had the losing record in ninety eight, and then Crumbs last year and Patino's first. And the ninety I described where we went to the Metro tournament and had kind of a pumped up thing, and then but I mean we were still for the most part we 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 weren't bad, and it's just and that's. That was tough, but it's, it is even tougher recently, and it's, it sucks because, I mean, that was that was tough on me to the point where I was so excited when you know when I saw you know my friends who I, I you know have been players I'd known at Ohio State go to you know Final Four ninety nine. I was excited because as close as I'd get to anything in terms of getting to a Final Four at that point in my life mm-hmm. as a fan of anybody, and even though Ohio State isn't a favorite team, I you know like I said I'd met Scooney Penn, I'd played against him, pick up and yada yada yada. So I mean you know I was it was the closest thing nineteen year old Trevor had. I mean, that last that last 2015 team, that Elite Eight team, what was it? was that the last time we won a tournament game, or did we? Yeah, we won. No, we won one in 2017 and okay. got beat by Michigan. Yeah, that's what the I second thought. round. The last time we oh, last time right, we yeah. made like a good run was my fifth grade year. Yeah. No, that was fall of spring of 2015. Was that was my fourth grade year? God, my fourth grade year, and we're not talking about being back to Louisville basketball level until. My sophomore year of college. Yeah. It's sad. It is. It, the whole thing sucks. I can't imagine a kid that's like, what, like four or five years younger than me that maybe didn't, that's 10, 11, 12 right now. Never got to experience Doesn't games, remember the yeah. 2013, 14. Probably I wouldn't feel too bad for him. He's probably a Kentucky fan instead. Yeah, don't say that. I'm just saying that's, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the, the, the thing too is how many, fa- how many people in, this a- in, that, in that age group you're, you're describing and we're talking about that, you know, we're like just became Kentucky fans because. 
Louisville is where it has been. Well, the good thing is that St. Thomas Band. Hopefully, parenting the is St. Thomas Band. UK has never been to a Final Four, so they haven't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Come on, come There's on. There's the dig I was looking for. Texas, uh, the basketball team needs do rag Scott. <laughs> Bust it out, Plumby Bro One. Oh, Somebody text our show, but is he this, just going to come like just pee in our Coca Cola can or something? No, he's not texting about us. It's the KRC text. Oh, KRC text. I just realized TJ is totally not defending Cal in that Twitter video, and I've never been so proud of him in my entire life. It makes me want to give TJ one massive hug. You did it, buddy. You did it. I never did watch that Cal video. Did I miss anything? It's it's all it's just what I said it was yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Him just being like, hey, we might not be good. TJ's been upset on Twitter recently about like the big block of blue that the Central Bank logo's in. Oh yeah, that's been his soapbox today. I don't even know what he's talking what, about. Yeah, what is, what is it's that? like like where like the central bank logo is on the court instead of it just being a central bank like just saying central bank, it's a big block of royal blue and it says central bank in white inside of it on the court. Why is he mad about that? Well, he's mad probably because it's, it's their third so, year with it. And it looks yeah, stupid and it's um, dumb. They're not first. There's not first yeah. trust. But some guy, so. some guys, tw- some guy tweeted a like a I picture. Would, how much would I give to live in a world where I can complain about something like that, as opposed to what we're complaining about <laughs> yeah. for the last twenty minutes? I want take me to that world, TJ. We got a nice court though. Let me live that life. Our court's pretty. Oh, at least we have that. This is the lone bright spot of the Maui Invitational. Is that if the cards were to go zero and three, at least it won't get mainstream attention, considering the PK eighty five football and World Cup are going on at the same time. Let's go. Okay. The, Maui's always going to get some attention. Yeah. But it's also, the thing is, it's not going to be, it won't get much attention because it's not going to be a surprise. If you were power ranking the Maui Invitational one through eight right now, Louisville's, I think, the unquestioned number eight. It's the only thing that we're competing with is Cincinnati. It does look kind of bad. The only thing that we're competing with is Cincinnati, and they're probably clearly ahead of us. So if you were taking odds before the, the tournament started, who's most likely to go in three? It's probably us. God, uh, please let us lose punch out of Cincinnati. I mean, we're going to play. <laughs> We're guaranteed to play both of our first two games against the top twenty-five opponent. Yeah, because Creighton and we get we get the winner or the loser of Creighton Texas Tech. They're both ranked. Arkansas is obviously ranked. Um, so I mean that's a, a very tough hill to climb right off the bat. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to more we, of your text. We can we can run up that hill, Katie. Eh, we'll try. We get to more of your text at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We can wrap up this IRP conversation and brace ourselves for whatever is to come tomorrow morning. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on a Wednesday on fourteen fifty and ninety six one The Big X. It's my surprise. Oh, it's what you do to me. Oh, it's what you do to me. What was his name? Plain white tees? Plain white tees. Oh, it's what you do to me. I-A-R-P. I-A-R-P. 
Don't you can work every song. Be nice to me. Be nice to me. Oh, I You made it with the album. This actually worked out. It does. It'll be got on the air on time. We had, we had to cut one song, though, because of the uh, technical difficulties. Sorry, Roxanne by the police. Which would have been fitting, kind of. If you think about it. This is plain white teeth. Two more years, you'll be still giving out bands, and then you'll be history. It's my surprise. They really will, because the IRP's gone away. They're going to make their five rulings and then call it a career. Uh, I just saw, We love the next door emails. I just thought, you know they're filming a movie on Cannes Lane? No, what movie? They've, I don't know, but they've been doing it like 3 a.m. And it's kind of close to my house. So, like, we've seen the traffic. And apparently they're like, you know, you think, cool, they're filming a movie right outside of our house. But, like, the floodlights and stuff are, like, so bright. All these houses are like, we can't sleep. It's annoying as hell. I don't know who's filming it. I know Mel Gibson was in town a couple weeks ago, which was weird. I remember. I know one of the last movies that Nicolas Cage did was here locally, I believe. Was it? Yeah, my cousin who does some, she does, uh, she writes trashy uh, no, uh, romance novels, the kind you like find with Fabio on the cover. Nice. She does it under a, a, a pen name, but she also does like script work. And this was, now this was last year, but she's, I remember she telling me she was in, uh, she they, they hired her to do some script patching on a movie that Nicolas Cage and the girl that played uh, in Wonder Years was there. Uh, Diana, uh, what's her name? That played Winnie in Wonder oh, Years. Cool. And, she, of course, which automatically made me jealous because she's in my, you know, upper echelon of child's women to help me get through those awkward years. So, yeah, they were in town. Cool. I mean, is, it, is it crazy that they film movies here that we just don't even know about? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Because we always talk about stripes. Like, when you think of stripes, you think, I mean, locally, you always, you always talk global, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't Orlando Bloom in something? It, well, it's E-Town, which that, that was, town. yeah. Which, by the way, that movie's horrible. Not yeah, if you want to watch it just to see someone driving on like I sixty five, be my guest because that's the only point of watching that movie if you're from Louisville. That movie sucked. Uh, report from Pete Thamel says Gonzaga AD Chris Stanford met with the Big Twelve commissioner in person in Texas last week about Gonzaga potentially joining the Big Twelve. That seems like a weird fit. Gonzaga uh, in the Big Twelve. I mean, you think because the talk has always been if Gonzaga goes somewhere, it's going to be the Big East because that would be a basketball only move. And the Big East would make sense since it's basically a basketball-only conference. You know, they play other sports, but they don't play football. Um, Gonzaga, they have, do they have a D2 football team or anything? Who? Gonzaga. I have no idea, but okay. who cares? I'm, like, just, I'm just curious. I'm sure. If they made a move, it would be just for just for basketball. Yeah. And to the Big 12 seems like the last – the Big 12 is not a basketball conference. You'd go – you know, if you're thinking basketball only, you're thinking Big East ACC, right? I mean, is this the Big 12 just trying to, like, get – I'm always happy about Gonzaga's move. <laughs> is there another telethon happening that we don't know about? <laughs> well, I don't share Troy's enthusiasm about it. I uh, I guess it would, uh, yeah, I mean, it would, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you're Big 12, why not do it? Because, I mean, if you have a spot to fill, I mean, you can get, at least get you know some basketball exposure out of it, even though your real goal, obviously, is football. Yeah, I mean. Gonzaga's football program folded in 1941. And that's <laughs> there you go. So you're telling me there's time to come back, right? Oh, man. Um, the other story that I wanted to get to today before we go back to the text line is the news that broke about Elliot Cadeau, who's the five-star number one press uh, point guard in the class of 2024, recently had a final list of six that he announced on Saturday that includes Louisville. Um, he was here at Live, Louisville Live. He was here at Louisville Live. That's correct. Uh, there's a, a story out today via the Syracuse fan-sided site, which I think it's called House of Orange. Um, 
I thought it was Troy Munez as a magician. No, that's that's oh. that's the espionation side. Oh, that's still my favorite name, though. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, Troy Nunes is a great side. Yeah, I I don't I don't know the new people running it, but it was always really fun. I remember uh, first time I set him up for an interview. I thought I, would, I asked actually for Troy Nunes. I thought that was the name of the guy that ran the site. There's a sport. Yeah, Neil Adler of Inside the Loud House is the fan sided oh, Syracuse site uh, on the Sports Illustrated Network, who is reporting that Adam uh, Weitzman, booster for Syracuse, he's kind of like our. Rick Kieber, Jonathan Blue, whoever okay. you want to talk about. He is getting in contact with Elliot Cadeau and wants to give him $1 million annually for every year that he comes to play in Syracuse. I mean, first of all, that's a recruiting violation right there, then and there. Is it, though? You, you By the rules of nil, you're not allowed to use it for recruiting. You can't technically give a nil contract to somebody who hasn't signed. Well, tell that to the John Ruiz. I'm just saying, I mean, by, by their own rules, then Sablay. That is a violation right there. So this is the price that we have to top now. Going going rate, price of the brick just went up. <laughs> I mean, I th- didn't we kind of know a, mil- a, a, a million was kind of like was the, like the, the asking price for your, your top ranked recruit? I mean, that's what that's what Ewers got at Ohio State for sitting as a red shirt. I mean, that's isn't that what Bryce Young got? I know we're talking about football. We don't know for sure. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, that's that was that was the 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 assumed amount Bryce Young's receiving. See, but he so he wouldn't be just giving them money. He'd be paying them a million dollars to represent his businesses. Um, so technically that is NIL. So it falls within the routes. He has said publicly he wants to give $1 million to one football player and one basketball player. So Cadeau would, would be the basketball to be that player. Guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not, he worded it properly. But, but it's still, I mean, it's, come on. I mean. And, I mean, this is this is why the fans, I think, They've probably made a bigger deal of it than it, they should, but the Kenny Payne philosophy of after they sign, they can get whatever they want, but we're not making any promises before. Well, but but can't, that, that's the thing. If you're if you're the business that's doing that's going to give the nil, you why can't? What who's to say you can't do what this guy doesn't just come out and say the same thing? I'm I'm looking to give a million dollars. I'm looking to, to bring one Louisville player in uh, that's worthy to make it. You know, I don't want to give him someone so money. And you don't have to name him by name. Maybe why Syracuse didn't name him as well. I don't know if they did or not, if he said. But you can assume who it's going to be, DJ Wagner and AJ Johnson. I mean, and Kenny, I mean, why does why can't the business do that? Why, why do we have to wait for Louisville? I mean. Because typically Louisville's not going to just sign off on. like they have, Are they going to tell AJ Johnson, no, he can't come here? Well, no, but they're also <laughs> not going to like. They may not. I mean, they they would probably have an issue with it. They, they're probably not going to work directly with whoever this person is. Like they are, they are not direct partners, but they have signed off on the five hundred two circle people and all of the people that are involved in that, all the businesses that are involved in that. They have say in that. Um, and if Kenny Payne is saying we're not going to give a kid money before he gets here, we're not going to promise him any money. Like, I think that you're going to see people, most people respect that. Jim Bayheim, I don't think is saying that. Jim Bayheim doesn't even know what's going on. He's no, like, well, he's I mean, like whatever. Yeah. He's like, yeah, just come here. And I think Dino Babers is probably the same way. Jim Jim has worried about his teenage kids. He's got at eighty, the young twenties now, <laughs> early twenties. Trying to kind of teach his youngest, his one of his middle aged daughters how to drive. I'm just, <laughs> I'm saying, prepare yourself. If we find out that Elliot Cadeau, who can go anywhere he wants to, he's the number one point guard in in, in America. Could mm-hmm. go to Carolina. A lot of people thought he was going to. Could go to Duke if he wanted to. Could certainly go to Louisville. West Coast kid, UCLA is in the list, USC, Arizona. If he winds up picking Syracuse, that talk by Louisville fans about Kenny Payne needing to change up his NIL stance is only going to 
be exacerbated. Like people are going to go nuts over this. It's going to be a hot topic on all the radio shows. It will become a thing. If you pick somewhere else, then then maybe not as much, but it will become a thing. And I don't want to say that Pickney Payne and, and that's just that you can still have that stance and then just not like complain if a company does do what I just said it should do. I mean, you can still do that, and then you can have your cake and eat it too. Maybe, and maybe he will. Who's to say? I mean, I, I, get, I get that. That's your that's your fine. That's your stance. And again, the company has their stance, and they're saying, "Hey, we want to give you know yada yada yada." And if Kenny Payne, Kenny he doesn't have to go out and say, along with the University of Louisville, say, "You don't do that. We don't want you." Just just sit back and go, "Okay, that's that's them doing their thing." The kid and, they, and you know that the kid comes here. It's just not for me. And later, yet you can still you can still be on your high ground and high horse, Kenny, and still have your cake. You need to do that. Maybe. I mean, yeah, we'll, I, mean, I think we'll see. And who does it say if he if recruiting doesn't go well? Let's say the 2023 class, we don't get A.J. Johnson. It winds up being just a, eh, you know, kind of whatever class. And 2023 is not looking like it's going to be that much better. Maybe he does just say, I, I tried to do it the right way in my eyes. It's clearly not working. Now I'm willing to play ball. Maybe he does a Satterfield where it's like, all right, Callie Scott, let's let's, let's change up the game a little bit here. Uh, maybe he has his his, his – He's not actively saying he's going to be a part of it, but he's not opposed to other people doing it on his behalf. Just go watch Blue Chips, Pete Bell. We're not we're not telling you that you have to hand uh, Bedo the money and put his in his mom in the house. Let Happy handle all this. Happy's going to take care of it. You just coach the team. Maybe we'll find out. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. We'll try to get to as many of these as we can before the show goes off the air here in about. Eh. 14, 13 minutes. A little less separate as minutes Wednesday. That's right. Uh, Texas says they should put the banner back up and have a bonfire in the middle of the court where the players take the NCAA patches off their 2013 jerseys and burn them. Not opposed to the idea. I'm I'm a little opposed to starting a giant bonfire in an indoor arena, but other than that. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> this is the first time Trevor's been opposed to smoke indoors on Bre- this. Oh, oh, nice. I thought, I thought me catching you singing Plain White Diesel's the highlight of my day. That might, was even better. <laughs> Texas 2013 Men's Steamboat Race Champions. <laughs> Balloon Glow Champs. Balloon glow Put it on a banner. I feel like they're like the only team not in with a loss type thing. That also gives one to Michigan, too. I've been saying that for years. I mean, just the team that beat Michigan in the last game of the year. There are a thousand different banner ideas. Now, the NCAA would come in and say, we said no indirect or direct reference to it. Like anybody with a brain could see. But you'd have to be so vague. At, it would be like 2013, really cool team. Like, just put it up there. Really cool team. We're great. Everybody knows what we're talking about. I feel like we stand up the towels to everybody. I, I think that's a fine idea. Chili cook-off champions. Why not? Yeah. 2013 champs. We don't have to say what of. <laughs> Could be anything. Those champs. Texas, did you get to listen to Tyson Tate this week? They talked about you a little bit, and they had a good segment on telling Louisville fans to put the banner back up. I have not listened to it yet. I figured when I saw that they were talking about Louisville that I would you – know, they, they love saying – because the running joke is every time something bad happens, they have me on the show. And it was the first few times it was not by design. Like he wanted to have me on. Like Mark will text me and be like, "Hey, we'd love to have you on." Like look, Louisville's looking good, good offseason news. And then invariably something terrible would happen in the three days between I'd, the time I'd agree to go on and then when I would actually go on. And we'd have to talk about that and none of the cool stuff that I was supposed to be on for. And so after that, every, anytime anything bad happened, they'd just be like, "Want to come on the show and talk about it?" No. Yeah. The question is, when you listen to it, will you listen to it at regular speed or double speed? I listen to them at one and a half. All right, so you will skim yeah. it. Yeah, not skimming, just you listening to one skim the podcast. Okay. They're, they're, they're good. I can keep up. So they take that personal. They don't. Texas, I met the uh, the football game, not freaking Chaminade, Mike, about the, the – We're not selling the out James Madison. The attendance for the – I mean, I, I, my 
reaction stands as far as the... We would have a better chance to sell out, Shamanon or James Madison. I don't think the IARP ruling is going to lead to us having the I best I don't think anybody's going to sit there and read the IARP ruling and be like, maybe that $8 flash show isn't so bad. we got to get to James Madison Saturday night. <laughs> we got to get there. I hope so. I'd love for I'd, I'd, I'd love for that to be right. I did. I felt bad after listening to because we mentioned all the players are tweeting about you know we'd, we'd love to have the support. Josh Hurd's tweeting you know the team's doing their part. Come out and I hadn't seen the Josh Minkins quote from after the game where he's like he's openly like it sucks coming out there and seeing like the, the stands kind of not open, not having that you know the, the stands not being full, not hearing that jolt of energy from the fans cheers. Like would love to have more people there. Like just saying straight up. Like come on, please. Like please. Uh, so I, I would like to see. At the very Trust least, me, we were begging a month ago too. At the very least, I'd like to see the tennis on Saturday night be better than the last two games, which would be a statement considering we're playing a worse opponent than the last two weeks. Texture says, "Mike, when this all started, the Pentagon hadn't yet formally declared UAPs as real. They, yeah, we we didn't even know about aliens. We we had no idea. We went through the entire Trump presidential era, and nobody even cared. I mean, well, he, not quite. He was inaugurated January 2017. So we had we had, had only gone through eight months nine of months, Trump. Yeah, eight nine months of Trump. <laughs> that is kind of wild to think about. It's insane. God, it has been so long. <laughs> Texas says, uh, "How would a TV ban be any different than being on the ACC's RSN? <laughs> <laughs> only slightly different." Touche, Texer. Touche. Texas, would you pretty would you assume it's pretty much guaranteed that Rick gets a postseason ban? Well, I don't think Iona will. I don't think Iona will get anything. Yeah, and if Rick gets a, I mean, the only way he'd get a postseason ban is if he got a, a one year ban. I don't think they would just ban Rick from the postseason. No, not randomly. No, they're not going to be like you. You can coach all season, but if you make the tournament, you're not there. They won't do that. That would be dumb. He, but he would. I will say, hold on. That's been a rumor though for a while that they were going to ban coaches from just the postseason. There's been really? there's been scuttle about that. I've got no idea. I said this on a show a while ago. I was like, if this winds up coming to fruition, just remember that you heard it here first. And I thought it was very strange, but there was scuttle that they were going like Bill Self was preparing for a two year postseason ban for himself personally, and it was just going to be for the tournament. He was going to be able to coach the whole season, but not in the NCAA tournament, which I thought was insanely weird. It's I still do insanely weird and stupid at the same time. We'll see, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's the IRP. It's like they uh, you know, they are insanely weird and stupid. I the Rick thing I've got no idea what to expect. I think it's a it goes without saying he's going to get something. Well, Iona will not get anything directly. They'll just no. won't potentially have their They'll head just coach be for punished years. from not having the coach. Now, if he got a one year ban I this season, does that mean he can come back for the postseason, or does that include the postseason? I wonder. It would include the postseason. Okay, yeah. Texas, I got a new subject. What's the farthest away sporting event each of you have attended? Me um, would be Seattle. I went to a Seahawks game. I mean, me, I can't even think. It hasn't been that far away. Mine's baseball game, West Coast, this past summer. You've been in Cal. Yeah, I've been to a baseball. I've been to. I've been to a basketball game in California. I've been to football in Seattle. Um, I've been to football in Detroit. I mean Ireland, I guess. You what? Ireland, like solid rugby match. <laughs> that was, I mean, that's that's yeah. counts, right? I mean, I guess yeah. There you, you know, go. Yeah, you, this you, summer you may beat us. Wow. Besides that, though, I think probably the Clemson football game, honestly. It, that's not very far. It's, it's like a no, Miami's ten hour drive. Than that. Well, that's right, Orange Bowl. Yeah, Miami's far. Orange Bowl would, would be probably the, the farthest. Well, uh, and I think Boston College would be farther than that, too. That's give or take about the I've same amount of time, yeah. I think probably about the same. I'll, I'll just say, I've, only, I've been to Boston twice. I've flown both times. Boston's about 10 hours. So same about as Miami. Yeah, I've driven home from Boston before. Yeah. Um, Texas says Yahoo is college football news. I guess they were reacting to the 
bowl rundown. Oh, okay. Um, it's all, it's says, all military bowl anyway. Who cares? Uh, where's the podcast? I did not know where Mike went. I just happened to see your Twitter and would like to listen to the show. Thank you for coming on 15 <laughs> months later. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll text you the link there. <laughs> Texas percentage conversations are always tricky on the Mike Rutherford show. They are. Oh, yeah. We don't do math well. Not our strong suit. No, no. Math, English. I mean, words, words matter except to me. Texas, I feel like Trevor has gotten to be better and better friends with Scooney Penn and Michael Red as time has gone on. <laughs> I never met Michael Red. I wish. I only met, I met, I met Darby, Johnson, and Penn. Texas, if we get through whatever comes tomorrow, K- and KP turns out to be the recruiter that he was billed as, and he can coach too, then I think there will be a lot of sellouts in whatever season that may be. Well, yeah, if we get back to competing for national titles, we'll get back to having strong Where even Well, I mean, like you said. I don't think it's ever going to be a regular season. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll be, we'll have sellouts announced. Now, wh- whether there's empty seats or there or not, I mean, that's again. I think there will be. There, uh, there will be everything. Even in sellout announced anywhere, there's going to be occasional empty seat around. My point is, I don't think we'll ever get ever get back to the days of when I was growing up at Freedom Hall or even the first few years of the Yum Center where it was like, didn't matter the opponent, didn't matter time of the year. You were going to have, if it was Freedom Hall, you were going to have a sell. It was going to be 19,000 plus. Mm, yep. At the Yum Center, it was always going to be 20, 22,000. There was a reason plus. why it took me forever to get to. I, I, I was how was that when I saw my first game? Was, I don't think we're ever getting back to those days. I was like was 15 when I got to first Freedom Hall game because, I mean, it was just hard to get in tickets in there. Yeah. Uh, Texas' first season I followed closely was 87-88. Crum brought the team to a practice at Ballard High School on a Saturday morning. Nice. I got to see Purvis, KP, LeBradford. I feel sorry for the young fans who have never seen great Louisville basketball. I, I did too. Eric Sullivan and LeBradford Smith were two of my favorite players as a kid. LeBradford was my first love. Yeah, they were both my two favorites, really. And them and I always kind of like Cornelius Holden a little bit, Corn Man. Uh, that's yeah. That was pretty much my early early days. Uh, Texas apparently Boston College is a fourteen to fifteen hour drive from oh, Louisville. That That's oh. ten sounded wrong to and me. The Orange Bowl is fifteen to sixteen hours. Definitely not a ten hour drive for either trip. No, I knew Miami was like fifteen or sixteen. I've driven to Miami. We drove. Yeah, we drove to Miami. I've driven to Miami. I guess right because yeah, because Philadelphia is only 10, ten. Ten. So yeah. I guess it would be a little farther. And yeah. Boston is further than New York. In but New but York Boston College is isn't in Boston though. It's in Cherry Hill. We've established that. Texas is Patrick going to rush the field again after James, the James Madison game? Well, who knows? I think I you might should. not be there. So I think you should. I think you should be the only one running out there. But send send the decoy for the security guy to tackle first. Texas, have you considered what you're going to talk about on here once football is done? If we get a postseason ban, none of us will care about talking basketball. I disagree with that. Well, we have time. We talk. About, I of course want to talk about basketball. If we get a postseason ban, I mean, people would still care about the development of the team in the yeah. future. I mean, hell, like. We were even in a like a less interesting situation when the team was banned for the postseason in 2016, and we still talked about the games. People still got I mean, we, somewhat excited. We didn't have a ban, but we knew we weren't making no tournament last year, and we still talked about it all year long. We did. For good or bad, depending on the situation of the story of the game. We still would have women's basketball also, which should be yeah. chasing a national title again. There will be plenty of things to talk Baseball. about. Baseball will be kicking into yeah. high gear. And then even, I mean, basketball, the storylines were... Like it's more exciting now than it would be like like in 2016. Like I said, because you've got a first year head coach, we still want to see if he can coach. You're going to have a lot of pieces from this year's team probably back for next yep. year. So if you were looking to, for signs that we could be NCAA tournament good in Kenny Payne's second year, you'd want to see that improvement happen. There would still be things to talk about. I mean, tournament would it suck, yes, but there would still definitely be things to talk about. I mean, tournament ban or not, this is a very important year. For sure. Regardless, I mean, and we got World Cup coming up as well. I get. Uh, hey, there's a reason why this is the best month of the year and it contains the best holiday. Texas says, I can't believe the NCAA is finally ruling. The reality of this isn't sinking in. Every year it's gone on. It just seemed like the fog was never going away. 
It's hard to believe at this time tomorrow we can finally turn the page. Is that a lyric from a song? It sounds like it. That was pretty clever if it wasn't. It should be a poem. Look at Scott Frost over here. Keep in mind, we, we're finally turning the page, but we're turning the page to the actual punishment. Don't even get for that. No. We're actually turning the page <laughs> to the punishment. Like It's not like this thing is just over tomorrow. We just finally know, which is that's how I think jaded we all are now is we're we're seeing just getting to the point where we find out what's going to happen as this just like, you know, great moment where we can finally be, be rid of all this. And the reality is we still have to actually serve this out. What which, are the odds Trevor plays turn the page by Bob Seger tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear it. You might hear it. Uh, that same texture says you'll probably have guys leave at the end of the semester. Eh. Uh, who's going to leave? I mean, you're not going to be – you can't – the immediately eligible thing doesn't work if you transfer in the middle of the season. Yeah, and it's not like these players aren't, weren't aware that this is, was, was a very high possibility. Yeah. I, don't, I can't see anybody. Leaving. I don't think that would happen. Yeah. I mean, maybe some would they just go work sit a day to job. eligibility. But yeah, the, the, the knowing this is a possibility is probably, and we've talked about this, and you can say it was nil, but it was more likely this had more to do with it, was why we didn't get some guys like Hunter and other players because those were the guys that would leave if we got hit with a ban at this point. Maybe. That's why they didn't come here in the first place, probably. Uh, tonight, World Series Game 4. Astros trying to even the series up on the road, taking on the Phillies, first pitch, 7 3 uh, Inter Patrick, who you got? Uh, think the Astros even it up. I got Astros too. They got embarrassed last night. It was gross. It was awesome to watch. It was fun. But I think they get even tonight. Make the series competitive. Would be very excited for the last three games. Two two. They win tonight. Trevor, who you got? Did Dusty get fired? And I didn't know about it. No. Oh, then then I'm I'm saying Phillies pulled off again. They take a three one lead. Oh. Uh-huh. I like it. I, I love Harper hitting the home run, then talking to the the boom and and the and the, the and the Batter circle, did you see this? It's pretty cool, yeah. And then he comes in the very next pitch, first pitch, and just nails it. The, the clip. Like, I, I, what did he, whatever he told him worked. I retweeted the bit. Well, they were saying that McCullough was tipping pitches all night. Is that all? Yeah. Is that what it was? That, was, is, that was the thing. When it was 7 nothing, I kind of turned it off and went and, and went, went yeah. up to something else. The video that I retweeted of the Harper home run shot from the guy, like like right in the outfield where it's hit, he's tracking the ball the whole time, is cool as hell. Check yeah. it out. Awesome. Uh, everybody have a fantastic uh, IRP Eve. Tomorrow, you know what time it is. Oh, my God. Patrick just dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, how a better way to end the show. Just bro- not, mic just- <laughs> not a good sign for tomorrow right there. Vibes not, are off. Not The vibes are off. Hopefully, the vibes get right at some point Patrick, in the next 15 hours. Patrick, what did you so. do? We'll be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. You know what we're talking about. Sleep well tonight. Big show tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. thousand miles seems pretty far but they've got planes and trains and cars i'd walk to you if i had no other way our friends would all make fun of us and we'll just laugh along because we know that none of them have felt this way till i can promise you that by the time we get through